Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecast or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to go check them out and use promo code BFP123 for $5 off your shipping costs on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News, The Graphics Coop, and Daniel Eugene Photography for their support, and of course, the pals over on Patreon. If you haven't yet, go over to patreon.com slash blackflaggedpodcast and subscribe for $4.69 a month. You get some merchandise discounts, some monthly giveaways, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls welcome back to the black flag podcast this is going to be episode one what 79 78 uh, 78 70, is it 78 79 79 79 yeah yeah, yeah. 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 we sure yeah, i think you're right yeah last <laughs> week, sounds right last week was 178 it, it feels it, right it does feel right it's not 180 i know that anyway uh no, it's not that no it's not that uh as always i am charlie sanborn to my left is bradley sauce here and to his left is bobby timmons we are at black flag pod everywhere that uh you can pretty much put an at on um before do, we do before we, we get into all sorts of stuff. before we get into our weekends though um we have to address you you did end up throwing out the first pitch which you touched on and um Dun, you did better than I What was your expectation? Sure. That was my. I don't. I kind of figured that you might <laughs> accidentally let go of the ball super early, and like it just goes towards the dugout. You were thinking I was gonna like hit row two or something? No, or like... I was thinking that you were gonna get like super into it. Like I, I obviously <laughs> knew that you were gonna pump the crowd up as you do, and then I kind of figured that you'd go and like try to throw it like a fastball and just let go way too early, <laughs> and it would just like fire off to the right. No, because no. if that if I was in that position and I was given the opportunity to throw out a first pitch, I am most certainly I'm like fucking shaking off like. Like no, like fastball, no, uh, yeah, fucking slider outside, absolutely. Yeah, throwing a three seam, fucking down the, come in, down come the in with a curveball, and I would absolutely grip lock the shit out of that thing and throw it straight into the earth <laughs> to the point where like the game might not be able to resume because there's a, a ball stuck hole. in the earth. You just, you just made a fucking gopher hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, middle yeah. Uh, no, it was cool. Uh, on behalf of uh, VIP Tires and Service, they gave me the opportunity to be able to throw the first pitch, and it was uh, it was an interesting experience. Um, the, it all kind of started, uh, through an email, uh, where they were hyping it up. And one thing I've learned is that when, when there has been like a commercial shoot or something along the lines of, you know, throwing a first pitch or something, I seem to be the one that they reach out to, to partake in those festivities. Why that is, I don't know, but yeah, we, I have no idea. We go to the, <laughs> we go to the game and it's uh, myself and Maggie, the manager of the Saco store, and we go down there. And all of our, all the only instructions we had were: you have to be there by five thirty, and you got to go to the uh, the first base gate. I'm like, that seems pretty straightforward. I know where the the general shape of a baseball field. I know where turn one is. Um, so we go over there, 
And uh, they gave us 25 tickets apiece, and they claim that they sent them to us two weeks ago. Mind you, we didn't know about this until the week before. So I don't. I was like, why would you have sent us 25 tickets to a game that we didn't know about a week before you told us? I mean, I would. There's worse things you can get in the mail uh, <laughs> other than free Sea Dogs tickets, right? But uh, that we're like, we for sure don't have these tickets. Neither of us have these tickets. So there's 50 tickets missing up until literally the day of the game. So, uh, lo and behold, day of, we get our shipment in from the front office. There are our tickets. I'm like, well, that those weren't sent two weeks ago. That's a fact. So, anyway, we get them. Soccer store did not get theirs. So, myself and Maggie, we were, I was going there with Lindsay, or we were going to meet each other there so that we could do this. Well, we get there. Maggie shows up with, like, her family, and she's got only, like, four tickets, and she needs one more. Well, I think what happened was she met me at the front gate, went to get her ticket to get in, walked in with all the other people's tickets, and <laughs> none of them could come in to watch her do it until we were done and she walked back out. But the more confusing part was we go down to the the uh, the fucking turn one, fucking first base gate there, whatever it is, and we walk down there like, all right, yeah, you guys here for the first pitch? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's us. All right, cool, just stand over here. Like four other schmucks they're like you guys here for the first pitch they're like yeah and now i'm like wait a minute have you ever <laughs> baseball before because that's how it happened <laughs> there's like 11 first pitches yes. i didn't know that yeah. i was like ninth so oh, you were the ninth I, pitch i was like the ninth pitch of the game but no it was a pretty cool experience uh you came in to close it out there was apps yeah i did, I did what was your sure. earned run average <laughs> uh zero I got any k's win. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i and i was i was gonna be damned if i was gonna do that and not wear my uh my teal sea dogs hat and uh, also, it was 90s night, so they wore their teal jerseys anyway. So that was pretty sick. Hell yeah. And then, uh, so we did that, watched the first inning, had to boogie, and then go up and uh, do the Pat's Pizza deal with Amy, now Wari, I guess, and Dylan after they just got married that day. So it was a, it was an eventful evening for sure. My poor girlfriend had a rough one that night. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do? Oh, she yeah. She was their server and the printer system. Um, you know, it's ink that prints out on paper. Hmm. doesn't work real well when you don't reload the paper. Huh. Hmm. And there was like <laughs> an hour's worth of food that was trying to print on the piece of paper f- that the people in the kitchen could... Uh, oh, yeah. So there was, there was, so, there was so no, no orders getting printed. So nobody in the kitchen thought to be... Because I was obviously a part of this, right? <laughs> so now typically it's Pat's Pizza, and it's it's a Friday night. Thursday night. Shouldn't, or was it, thir- was it Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I, raced, I raced on Friday. That's right. Thursday night. Anyway, typically busy, right? Wouldn't you think that if you're the like I don't know the kitchen staff, you're like, man, it's not their responsibility. Pretty dead, it, huh? (laughs) Well, they still have plenty of takeout orders too. Uh, Oh, yeah, but it was uh, yeah, poor Abby, she was not having a fun time. No, she was uh, she she handled it well though. Well, we'll give her a five star review. Yeah, yeah. So So that was so that was Thursday. That was Thursday. 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 So do you have a contract with the Red Sox yet or no? Uh, no, Worcester uh, has uh, has made an offer though, and I. I oh, that's one step above Portland. Yes. What, what's uh, Oh, it's all the the Woo Sox. Yeah, the Worcester. Well, it's the Worcester Red Sox, but there's also the Boston Red Sox. So like, we're just gonna knock. Well, you have you have major leagues: AAA, AA, Portland's AA, Worcester's AAA. Correct. There's like Boston, Worcester, Portland. There's all the way down to like the double Qs, I think, where you actually have to pay to play I against think that's the, other former high schoolers. I think that's the U uh, twelve Little League game that was on ESPN right. today. What's the? Oh, I love the Little World. World Bangor series. was on ESPN today. Maine banger, banger. No way. Yeah, it was actually Charlie. How I watched that on kids, accident. How are those kids good at baseball? They our, probably still use wooden bats and shit. Our grade level 
from Westbrook like went Bob real, went real deep. Enough. No, I'm saying, but like when yeah. we were of that age, oh, oh, our yeah. graduating class, but of Westbrook went like real deep. You, like, yeah, you, yeah. you knew one. There's like, like a sign when you drive into Westbrook. It's like yeah. Little League World Series, like seventh place finishers. Yeah, they went to like the f- top eight or whatever. Like where it was like you had to go to Omaha to play. It was pretty sick. It was on it. Yeah, I remember there was a kid that played for Westbrook that raced go karts sporadically that I remember was on that team. But, hmm. Yeah, I wonder which sport he made it big in. Uh, being from Westbrook, Maine, probably drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he, the Westbrook Blue he throws Blazers. A, he throws a hell of a ball. <laughs> of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, if you will. It's like you're playing uh, his my player on MLB The Show or whatever. It's like X for slider, like circle for, for curve ball, like triangle square, for coke. Square, square for coke, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Throw an eight ball. The game stops. He runs out the locker room into the street to a back alley. <laughs> he just comes out. Just starts doing laps around the bases. Like, he comes out and, and intentionally walks the first two batters. And the coach is like, dude, what are you doing? He's just like, nah, I got to go. I just <laughs> gets yanked in the fucking first. Got to go, go make a deal. <laughs> two runners on. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so so what'd Friday, you, Friday. What would you do Friday, Bradley? Uh, Friday, I jumped in my car and uh, sat in my car for a long time. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> on purpose? Yeah, well, something like that. The two and a half hour drive to Stafford turned into four real quick. I am just such a proponent. If I would have won the Powerball or whatever, ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to build just a bridge over all of Massachusetts. It's just such a clusterfuck at all times. You add in the fact that it was raining sideways periodically, and uh, it was just a just a complete fucking disaster. So, um, yeah, I left work at two, got to Stafford after six o'clock, um, was in a super bad mood, but luckily enough, they have a bar there that serves booze. So I walked in having had no dinner and just went straight to the beer garden in which I stood there for quite a while by myself. Uh, was nice though. I'm the type, I'm a, I'm an introvert when I'm not around close like people that I know well, uh, usually when I'm at the racetrack, get a big group, but I was kind of just standing there by myself, told a couple people where I was at and was just having a beer, watching the heat races on the television. And, uh, had a couple fr- a couple of friends of the program come over and, uh, just be like, Hey, you're, you're Brad from the podcast, right? Yeah. I love the show. You know, I guess they've listened for quite a while and, uh, some of their friends got them into it. So there was, there was like two or three people that came by, stopped and talked and, uh, so that was cool. Uh, always cool when people just out of the blue like recognize you from the show. People that you don't know. So '90s kids had Jenny from the vlog. New kids have or new days kids have Brad from the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah something like that. But uh, yeah, just made my way down to Stafford. Ended up having a couple brews. Ended up kind of watching the uh, the first feature too uh from the bar as well was just kind of hanging out drinking with those those folks but i will say so i went over uh they're doing a sk autograph session for the sk 5k and i needed to go get bobby's shirt well um i saw from the the beer garden to the uh, the table that they had the big box of my christopher shirt so i'm like all right I'll, I'll go over there and grab one i had to buy myself one had to pick yours up so i went over and i was just like yeah like i'll, I'll take a medium and a large uh, i'll just grab bobby's shirt and uh, Mike's like, no, I uh, I have Bobby's like set aside in the trailer, and I was like, all right, all right, like, well, I'll just I'll buy a medium. So uh, his sister Nicole was was taking care of the shirt orders. So I go over, I said, can I have a medium? And uh, then a couple other fans came in and whatever, and so I Venmoed her for a medium, and uh, then I was just w- patiently like waiting my turn or whatever, and then she goes, okay, and, like points me. She's like, so you need an XL? I was like, are you? Ooh, do I look like a fucking XL? <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Christophers and just bullying, but it's just, you know, it goes hand in hand. Runs in the family family of bullies. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and then uh, Mike, I was like, yeah, I'd take a medium, and Mike just goes, get him an XO. <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> and uh, so she holds up a, a medium, and I'm like, you know, maybe we'll take a large. <laughs> maybe we'll take it all self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll grab a large. Uh, I, every shirt that I own is a Just medium, add it to that <laughs> list of L's you already got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had three L's, make it a hat trick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was brutal. It was a brutal start to the night. The but. Christophers, nothing but delivering L's. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, just yeah. No, it was, it was all right. I, I only cried myself to sleep a little bit that night, but uh, made my way up to the the grandstands. Had a couple more brews and uh, watched some good racing. SK Lights uh, were the first race I think that I watched from the stands, and then um, uh, well, George George upset. Mad Pup finished third, and um, then Marcello went out there and won his first SK race. So. That was cool to see, um, but yeah, all in all, had a pretty solid. Got to Friday witness night. a uh, a good old rock'em sock'em beat down in the infield. I did, yeah, yeah. That extensive was extensive. List of penalties came from that. Did you read that today? No. Why? What happened? Uh, well, it, um, a little tussle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friend a of the program, uh, Stephen Kopchick. Uh, I mean, I think he just whistled it down in there and yeah. tried to wreck him and did. I don't know if it was intentional or if he was just trying to get position i don't race modifieds nor at stafford both of those look incredibly tough so i'm not going to judge him either way but he sure did drive that thing down in there on the bottom you you surely don't race modifieds at uh at stafford um but i'll tell you who does is uh is ryan blanchard because right after that happened uh an, an older gentleman went over and started verbally assaulting my friend oh wow i didn't <laughs> know that ryan was a driver i always thought he was a spotter <laughs> no no he actually had the video game controls going he was controlling the 21 and uh he was yelled at for it yeah i so. told the guy <laughs> once at beatridge that if i could drive uh brandon barker's race car from row 12 of the grandstands you guys certainly would have been the ones i just wrecked there <laughs> You know, people yeah. seem to forget that uh, the spotters don't drive the fucking race cars. Not, not yeah. to not to jump ahead here too uh, too much, but you boys would have been proud of uh, our, our son Nate Barth, where he pulled the old "What fucking race car do you drive?" Oh, I pulled that this weekend too, Charlie. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> not to jump ahead, but I was pretty proud of him. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of a tussle ended up going down. That went pretty viral, and uh, I mean, I I had fun. That was a bench clear. Like, yeah, that reminded yeah. me of like a good old, you know, hockey or baseball fight where people get going and then just the bench is clear and they're coming in from every direction. <laughs> Thank God that fight was at Stafford and not Seacon because we would have been glued to the fucking people parked over in turn four. <laughs> Biggest brawl you've seen at a short track in the New England area so far this year and fucking we're zoomed in on whoever was leading at the time, probably Todd Owen. Yeah, the, uh, the, camera, the camera crews did an exceptional job at making sure they uh, caught it all. They yeah. got every single second of it, which I'm assuming is uh, certainly helps in their list of penalties they handed out as they could just sit there and watch surveillance footage and pick out <laughs> every single human that just went in there and started scrapping. Yeah. And so like, there's like know, eight crew members on each team, plus the drivers that ho- all got penalized. Hopefully the people that paid $150 specifically for the Seekonk race that was terribly broadcasted, you know, tuned into this one because they got it. If you haven't got- yet, go do it because you know what I'm going to do tonight when I go home to make lunch the rest of the week? Watch Stafford. Yeah, they had, they had uh, not only did they have race cars, they had a, it was a great broadcast, and they had Uf- UFC 169 in the middle of turns <laughs> nice. one and two. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so had a, I had a good a good old time. And, uh, yeah, front of the program, Marcello ended up winning. Was, uh, all I, all was I could think about was like when, at a hockey game when there's like 11 guys in the penalty box, and it's like we're, <laughs> nobody can play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much man, mm, a lot of man. Yeah, yeah. Bob, what you do? Speaking of men, well, Jesus, did you guys see Jake the Jet this weekend in a suit at Ray's wedding? Looking awful dapper. Holy, that kid's he on makes my fucking jet fire. Take off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Jeez. 
I haven't seen my jet since I saw the jet's pictures at the wedding. That's why you need an XL shirt. No, I need XL shorts now. Oh. (laughs) No, it's not that. (laughs) Uh, Well, my Friday night, I got first off, I got to apologize to all the listeners at home. Oh, boy. Um, Last week, I I felt a little off. I just, I left here last week. I re-listened to the show. I was like, I just didn't bring it. Like, I just, I was just kind of there. So I took a lot better notes this week. I was like, I got to come this week, like, with some juice. Wait, you're going to come juice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So I had back? teased uh, at the end of last week's show. This is a two-part apology. That was part one. This is about to be part two. I teased in last week's show that we were going to have a guest this week, um, Mike Ordway Jr. He's won three out of the last five Isma races, two track records. He's going to Oswego again this weekend where he won the last one and set the track record. I had reached out to him last week about coming on. It was very short notice. Um, totally forgot to even mention that he won his third Sandusky High Miler. Uh, last weekend, he talked about coming on this weekend. He just said the only stipulation was as long as Brad Babb's car didn't need a ton of work. Brad Babb races in the 350 Super Modifieds at Star Speedway with me. And for the second week in a row, Brad and I had an on-track altercation. I have not heard from any of them since Friday, so I assume um, maybe maybe he's on his way, but I don't think Mike's coming on the show. So <laughs> Mike? I, uh, <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners at home. I am terribly detrimental to the uh, co- uh, the quality of this show so i am very sorry it's all right bob we'll let it slide <laughs> yeah. yeah i think the story i have from friday night might make up for it we'll let the second part slide well, but yeah go ahead and tell the story <laughs> so well, star speedway had a uh had a rare friday night show they were working in conjunction with lee speedway lee was supposed to have the ollie silva classic for the big block supers on saturday night that didn't happen so we raced on friday for no reason but either way it was a solid night it was good weather, no rain. They just opened a bar, decent little crowd. And uh, every race was, was pretty entertaining. Super Modifieds, we had 13 of us. I uh, won my heat race and um, started ninth in the feature. Now, Brad uh, started seventh. Jeffrey Battle was starting eighth. I was starting ninth. In front of Jeffrey in the sixth spot was a slower car. So I'm, me and Brad are like, we're just going to get a good start. We're going to roll the bottom here. We're both going to get by Jeffrey. Like, this is going to be perfect. And coming to the green, you had uh, Jeffrey's younger brother, Ryan, battle on the pole. And I think it was his first time on the pole, and it showed. Because it was a pretty fucked up start. Like, we were taking off, and then we checked up, and then we all went. It was a very herky-jerky. And Super Modifieds, we all restart. Like, if you're not hitting the guy in front of him, you're touching him. And the guy behind me, Danny Lane, well, that wasn't his fault. Just we're all trying to go and then not go and try to guess. You know, we're all trying to get a good start. Just fucking slammed me from behind. And I hit Brad... And right at the time that I hit Brad, he buzzed, you know, he fucking hit the gas and spun out, spun to the infield. So caution comes out immediately. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know, now Jeffrey's going to slide to the bottom. Now I'm in the top behind the slower car on the restart. So I'm like, well, that was everything about that fucking sucked like that. You know, first off, spun my friend out for no reason. After a week ago, we had, we had a, um, you know, we got together and, and I took him out two weeks ago. You know, I was kind of mad at him and then realized that I didn't have any reason to be mad at him. Apologized to him. Brushed that under the rug. We were all cool. Now this happens. I'm like, fuck. But then secondly, now now Jeffrey's going to get the advantage on the start. And at, going into the feature, I was actually retaking the point lead after the heat race. So I'm like, fucking A, motherfucker. Whatever. Just move on. And uh, we had a good little car. Had a good little run. Um, Ryan Battle held on for the win. Uh, mainly because Jeffrey led him. Um, Jeffrey got to second. Ran him down from a straightaway back and then miraculously didn't pass him. Pretty bold move. Um, but either way, I got to fourth. I worked over Eddie Whitcomb pretty hard at the end. Got underneath him once. Got to the outside him a couple times. Just didn't quite have enough to uh, to pull off getting third. So we ended up fourth. 
good night, good night for business. You know, there was one time I got to the outside of Eddie, and it was real close, and I'm, it was, do I leg it and bounce this thing off the fence if he doesn't give me any room, or do I just back out and, you know, call it a business decision, I backed out, and I think he probably saw me, and in hindsight, I guess I wished I had left it in there, but um, finishing fourth is better than finishing not at all with the right front ripped off, so. That, that is a sketchy move especially with those things up off of four yeah and that was he got hung up behind a lap car and he was struggling he he, i mean i he shouldn't have struggled that bad i don't know why he couldn't pass this lap car but he couldn't and that's the only reason like it gave me the opportunity to pass him he was he was pretty fast so i was like fuck like, oh, i left a spot on the table but you know what whatever good night you know if it's still finished fourth i'm only one point out of the lead again you know not that i'm really points racing it's it's been an easy points battle for me I, i'm not a great points racer but Jeffrey's fast. He was faster than I was the other night. So basically all it is for me is I just got to make sure I don't have a bad night. If he has one bad night in the next two weeks, that's going to be the difference. You know, I just, I can't afford to have a bad night. I kept him within two spots of the feature. I mean, like I said, he could have won the race and I don't, I think he chose not to, to let his brother win, whatever. Cool for the, for the Wickham family, you know, Ryan, Jeffrey and Eddie, their uncle, one, two, three. I was trying my best to spoil their family photo, but just couldn't quite get it. So I go over the scales, um, I come off the pits, or I come off the scales, headed to Tech, and on the access road, there's a lady standing next to the access road with a Brad Babb tank top giving me the double middle finger. Yeah, well, I expect that. I can understand why they're probably mad. Um, you know, I'll go over and talk to Brad. You know, Brad and I can have pretty adult conversations, and it's not the first time him and I have had issues racing. I mean, you fucking rewind all the way back to when we were eight years old. I mean, we didn't speak for seven years over a go-kart crash, you know, that cleaned us both out of the chance of win. You know, we grew up in the same grade, grew up a mile down the road from each other, both from racing families. Um, you know, did everything together, coming up through, race super late models together, race super modifieds. But I was like, whatever, you know, we've, we're pretty good friends. So I figured, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get past this, you know, sucks that it happened. It, you know, he start restarted on the tail end of the field, only went like four or five laps and then pulled off. So another bad night for him. Um, and it sucks, you know, you, ra you race with anybody long enough, whether it be your friends, you know, your enemies, your, your brothers, your sister, you're, you're going to get into it eventually. And obviously, like I've said nine times already, it sucked. Like I wasn't happy about it. And so I get out of the car in tech and I can hear, I can hear people, you know, chirping and, and saying shit. So finally I, I, their pad, you know, they park right next to tech and, and I'm, I could see them up there all, you know, his mom's giving me dirty looks and his dad's scowling at me. And I'm like, guys, I got hit from behind. Like, I don't know what, I don't see Brad anywhere. So I probably should have just never said anything, but I'm like, I got hit from behind. Like, I don't know what you wanted me to do there differently. And the lady that was flipping me off proceeds to grab her fupa and <laughs> tell me to go fuck myself and giving me double middle fingers and telling me to go home and all this, like they're all, they're all yelling at this point. And so I, I did an eight barth and I asked this lady, I said, well, what car did you drive? And then she proceeded to yell louder at me to go fuck myself and to go home. I'm like, I can't go home. I'm in tech. If I leave tech, I'll get disqualified. <laughs> Sounds um, like she doesn't really know how any of this works. <laughs> first big day. It seemed like she was fairly new at it. Um, so now I'm like, well, geez, I'm not going to go over there and try to talk to Brad because that doesn't seem like a good situation. They seem like they're very upset with me. And one of the star officials delivered the line of the year. He says, well, geez, Bobby, that lady must really like you, by the way. She's touching her private parts in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, Dude, I'm out of here. Uh, I, can't, that. I can't fucking deal with that Maybe anymore. she was inviting you to her home. Uh, Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. They might be from Wyndham, too. I don't know, I, to be honest. <laughs> was uh, her home when she lifted it up? Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was pretty fired up after the race, and Dad's like, why do you get this way? And I'm like, well, 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> fucking, I'm just pissed, man. Like I, I, I felt bad as it was, you know. And and like I said, you don't want to, you want to clean out your friend for no reason. Like it literally, there was nothing about that that benefited me. Like I ended up losing a spot on the restart to Jeffrey. Whereas had the start gone the way we had planned on it, you know, I, I probably would have passed Jeffrey. And it's really the only car I'm racing at this point. You know, I'm really fo- hyper focused on on trying to beat him and. And, and certainly not trying to you know make an enemy out of my friends and neighbors, but um, I'm going to assume that Brad was probably a little less mad than they were, um, but I haven't heard from him, which I don't know if I'm going to or not. Uh, you know, I two weeks ago when I was mad at him, I watched the video, realized that I was in the wrong, reached out to him and apologized, and then made sure you know to apologize again in person at the racetrack this week, and he was super cool about it, said no big deal, you know, it's racing shit happens, so. I guess I hope for that in return, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe he might wreck me next week. You know, I don't. I don't know. It's, <clears throat> it sucks, but uh, shit happens. Well, uh, well, it sounds like you had an interesting evening all around. But uh, while, while you two were uh, flappy birding and going to sleeveless race car races, I uh, I, I took a day off. Uh, I dragged Lindsay around to a lot of places, to a lot of things that I enjoy doing, and she asked if we could just have one day where we didn't do that. I said, not a problem. So we made a nice little date to go to the Tuscan table. How's your wallet doing after that? Well, Bob, <laughs> I got one of the meals for free. Of course you did. <laughs> well, it, I wish I had paid for it. All, because... you, all you had to do was lift your fupa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Episode 179. <laughs> So we're sitting there, right? We're having a, just a nice little evening. And anybody who hasn't been there, it is a nice place. It, it super nice, wicked place. good food. It's pricey, but you get what you pay for, right? And they have these like nice cushioned chairs. It's like you're eating in your living room. It's it's very it's like an intimate uh, interaction that you have. So I'm sitting there, and I I got swordfish. I like swordfish. Delicious. I've had it before. It's phenomenal. I'm eating it, and it is so good. I had eaten all the fish, and I'm getting down to, like, the sauce on the bottom of it, right? And it, it was like a, not couscous, but the fucking cheesy shit, risotto on the bottom. I'm like, well, this is pretty all right. So take a nice little scoop of it, and I take a bite, and I fucking crunch. I'm like, what in the fuck? I thought there was, like, I don't know, like a bone or something. I didn't fucking know. Well, I get it out, and I go, and it goes, tink, off the plate. I'm like, what in the fuck? It was, and I shit you not, a sheet metal screw. that was in the bottom of my food that i just went off the bottom of my plate with and i took a moment (laughs) to kind of process what what happened you're checking yourself like did i lose a screw (laughs) had a couple loose already how they cook swordfish these days i don't know so i'm like well well, that ain't right. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was like, Lindsay, there's a fucking screw in my food. And it's kind of loud in there. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, there's a screw in my food. She's like, why? Why I can't hear you. I'm like, there's a fucking screw in my food. And she's like, oh, my God, there's a screw in your food. I'm like, oh, my God. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is that a screw? <laughs> so, Are you fucking kidding me? There's so, a screw. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like taking this all in, right? And I'm like, well, okay. Like, I'm not one to really cause a scene, but, like, I also am not going to spend $100 to It would be very eat. detrimental to your health <laughs> right. if you swallowed that. Like, that could have, like, like realistically, that could have kind of fucked my tooth up or, like, good, like, hopefully, like, good thing I didn't swallow the fucking thing, right? Yeah. So all I did was just bring the waitress over, who she was super cool. Uh, she was hitting on Lindsay the whole time. I was like, well, this could get interesting. So anyway, that... <laughs> That that was Can't happening, <laughs> and 
and I'm like, hey, not to like ruin your evening, but there's a a, a fucking bolt in my, <laughs> in my this swordfish <laughs> apparently broke a bone very badly at some point of its life and needed yeah. surgery, and I ended up with the remnants of it. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, what? I was like, yeah, that that was in my food, and she's like, oh my god, I'm mortified. And she like takes my like plate and she goes away. I'm like, oh cool, we fucking either own this place or I just got the meal for free. This is Charlie's kitchen and table. Or whatever <laughs> yeah, that no, they're just gonna bring you back a, a yeah. fucking bowl of, of screws. <laughs> this is now the black flag table. Uh, so <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna go get my manager. I was like, okay, well that makes sense. And both Lindsay and myself have management positions at where we work. So I'm thinking like they're going to come over and be like, Hey, you know, like, Holy fuck. Like that's, that's awful. Like don't like just leave. Like you don't have to pay for anything. I'm like, okay, word. The lady was a fleeting experience. She comes up, doesn't even introduce herself. Couldn't tell you what her name is right now. She's like, wow, that's pretty messed up. Uh, yeah, we're just going to take yours off the bill and we'll cover a round of drinks. I was like, I don't think you understand what I just, ate or didn't it was a fucking sheet metal screw <laughs> from something and it was just i don't know i was pretty disappointed with the the manager being just lame Dude, as fuck but when you just yeah. when you just said she went and got her manager i was scrolling through tiktok a little <laughs> earlier and there's i don't know what it's from i can't remember i feel like i've seen it before but tom segura is like working a front desk at a store or something and some karen's in there fucking giving it to him <laughs> he goes oh do you want me to go get my manager and she's like yeah go get the manager and he literally just turns around and he goes hello <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, How can I help you? It wasn't that. Okay, yeah, I so. can understand being like, what the? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. The opposite of optimistic, I guess. Basically, when you assume the worst. Yeah. Uh, pessimist. Uh, pessimist. Pessimist. Being yeah. the pessimistic person that I am, yeah, it'd be too. very easily at a place like Tuscan to be like, that guy brought that in his pocket and put it on the table. Like, look, the fish is gone, and then you find a screw. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair, wicked fair, <laughs> but like it. No, that's not what happened. Well, us knowing you know that that's not what happened. Yeah. But if I'm manager, I'm just like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I then guess that after that, everybody's night was ruined because they have to make the entire kitchen staff stay and find where it comes from so that it doesn't happen again in other people's food. I was like, well, that sucks. So that was my... <laughs> no, no, no. That was my Friday night. I don't know that they understand. Uh, the next piece to fall down is going to be way bigger. <laughs> the, the whole entire shelf's coming down if one more of them things come out. <laughs> Somebody just time, has a wine glass in their fucking souffle, and they're like, I don't, I don't know where this came from. I'm going to be the last screw you find when you get hit in the head by all of your dishware. I'm, I'm going to risk it at Tuscan this weekend, and I'm going to hope that I get a fucking plate of fish with an air vent and a duct <laughs> <laughs> the overhead range <laughs> but they just serve it to you like that like it's just not noticeable yeah. <laughs> here you go sir here's just, your uh here's just, your, here's your <laughs> 69 ounce ribeye yeah, yeah. with a the with 16 overhead gauge hood. stainless sheet metal you ordered <laughs> <laughs> I would love for that shit to happen. Do you know how funny that would be? Do you know how viral you'd go if, like, you just as a if you were the server and you just acted like that was normal? You like yeah. wheel it over with like a cart. <laughs> okay, so uh, ma'am, you had the uh, the risotto and white wine, sir. You had the sixteen gauge <laughs> and uh, stainless sheet metal <laughs> and insulation. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> oh fuck. 
So oh, God. yeah, Friday was fun. Oh, uh, <laughs> it sounded like fun. we all had our uh, <laughs> share was, of it was excitement. Something. The uh, the street stock race at Star Speedway Friday night. Fuck like, yeah, street stock! I can't not talk about this race. An absolute just slugfest. Dylan Billadu, friend of the program, Bibbin, Bibbin, Dibido, should have won the race. I mean, hands down, had the just carving him up through the well. I shouldn't say that. He he had a good car, but he had help when uh, Shane Gendron went like through the infield to clean out the entire top four in one fell swoop. But hey, that's racing. Dylan at this Is point it? should have won the race. Jimmy Storis was leading, got under Jimmy to the point. Though, now they don't run mirrors in those street stocks, but he was in there far enough that Jimmy knew he was there, and I think Jimmy knew he was there by the way he turned hard left coming off a of turn four and ran Dylan through the grass. Not Jimmy Storis. Yeah, no, <laughs> he would never do that. So. Dylan gets back to second, runs him back down, caution comes out, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't want to see that caution because now it's going to put Dylan on the outside. So Dylan gets pinned in second. Uh, Rob McRae, who's been very fast, he's third, gets by Dylan on the restart, gets by Jimmy cleanly. Jimmy gives him all kinds of room. And then Dylan gets underneath Jimmy, and Jimmy doesn't give him much room, and Dylan just turns right, coming off a of four, and bounces Jimmy right the fuck off the, grand, off the concrete wall in front of the grandstands, and everybody cheered quite loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just thought he needed a beer. Yeah, uh, Jimmy bounced off the wall, came down across track, cleaned out Ron Bolduck, took him out, which was kind of kind of a bummer. He didn't really deserve to be, but he was an innocent bystander. But message received, uh, I believe, or message sent uh, by Dylan. Message received by Jimmy, and it worked out for Adam Lovejoy, who uh, took over the points lead because of it. Adam finished third, so Dylan ended up finishing second. He couldn't quite get by Rob for the win, but um, absolutely fantastic race. I mean, we were hooting and hollering. I looked, <laughs> Star just put the bar in. And uh, their race, the street stock race, was the first feature of the night. Then they had pure stocks and then supers. So I said, so yeah, fuck, I'm going to go watch the race from the bar with my girlfriend, which I'm surprised you're setting yourself up for, like, oh, he was fucking drinking during the race rumors. I'm surprised I didn't hear any of those. But yeah, um, but they, <laughs> the Roger Payne was checking IDs, and I'm wearing, literally wearing my fire suit, still zipped up. And he's like, yeah, I got to see your ID. And I'm like, Roger, <laughs> like, I'm not drinking a beer. He's like, Roger. I still need to see your ideas. Like, well, I don't have these. Like, All right, well, I know you're 21. Just put a wristband on anyway, please. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm wearing like a Miller Lite wristband <laughs> with my fire suit on so I can spectate the races with my girlfriend and friends from the bar. But no, absolute slugfest of a street stock race. We do, in fact, love street stocks here at the Black Flag Podcast. I'm fucking fuck, fuck yeah. yeah, street stocks. Hopefully you all they, buy your shirts. Speaking, speaking of street stocks, they flipped one over at Stafford pretty they gnarly. They did. That gnarly. was pretty wicked. Yeah. That, that, was, that was like... That like head first, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's less than ideal way to hit the, the wall. back of the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was. Uh, I assume Buddy Pal was okay. <clears throat> I believe so. Um, GoPro yeah. in the car held up great. It flew out of the car <laughs> while he was flipping, but it was still running when it landed. Yeah, what a kick in the dick! What that a is. haunting <laughs> ass video that was. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough. But I still had to share it on the BFP page. Because, of course, of course. You know, well, yeah. I think he's all right. Should yeah. be all right. I, I, it's, thoughts, it's, thoughts and prayers. It's <clears throat> not. Uh, it's not often that you're sitting at the bar or sitting at a racetrack at a bar watching on television, and you hear, "And we got one up and over and like into the wall." And I'm like, "Holy shit! Like, what happened out there?" Because I think that they were coming to the checkered. Hit um, a home run. Yeah, I mean, you know, I tried to ground yeah, rule double. Wasn't it. that? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, tried for the ground rule double, but uh, yeah. Mm. Fuck yeah, street stocks. So Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. I didn't do anything. I ended up in the old port, <clears throat> so I'll just get my Saturday out of the way. <laughs> Did you get in a fight? Nope. Nope. It was good. No. Did a lot of people watching. Out. I actually, you know what? I got, I got something for you guys. Oh, stemming from Saturday night. So I, uh, my thing is when I get a new T-shirt, I like to wear it because it's you know they fit the best when they're brand new. They're at the top of the laundry pile. So I got my Derek Griffith Sam Hunt Racing Hudson Speedway Xfinity Series T-shirt. Seems reasonable. 
was on top of the laundry. New t-shirt. I'm going to wear it Saturday. Don't. No, my girlfriend was with me. I have nobody to impress. We're just going to go out and have a good time. Watch my aunt's band play at the porthole. And there's these these white dudes, I assume named probably Chad or Travis. No offense. Landon. Travis yeah. with a C-H. <laughs> yeah, no offense if that is your name and we, we are friends with you. No hard feelings. But these dudes were like your typical just bro-tato chips. Wearing <laughs> like <laughs> legitimate Red Sox jerseys. Now, uh, I, I respect a Red Sox t-shirt jersey, but these are like the button-up fucking like oh they're ready to fucking play, play ball. ball yeah <laughs> and i'm like that's that's just egregious like grown men wearing other grown men's jerseys out in public and the people i'm with all literally look at me and they're like what's the difference between that pointing to my Derek griffith t-shirt and i'm like i'm not wearing Derek's fire suit well i'm wearing a huh. t-shirt a fan t-shirt now, is wearing it, a Red you know, Sox t-shirt out in public, not that bad. But wearing a legitimate Red Sox or a Celtics or a Patriots jersey. Yeah. Those fucking yeah. things aren't cheap. Either. Yeah. No. Yeah. With the, now, how aggressive our nights typically get. I'm not going to be out there with a fucking white Trot Nixon jersey on fucking Trot on the dance floor or whatever. Because I'm going to end up wearing like a, a wiggy sock. Yeah. Or a Boston Celtics Antoine Walker jersey. Or a, yeah. But, but like, it, is it just as egregious to wear it to the game? Are you saying that as no, well, no. too? No, we weren't at a Red Sox but game. I know, we're but like, a bar. Uh, no, I and, understand. And, and it's fine to wear a jersey to a bar when you're going to the game, but you're at the bar before the game. But it's just what like if you're when going you're to the bar Portland, to watch the game. When you're in Portland, Maine, you're, that's also dumb. Just <laughs> stop. <Yeah>. Sports, <laughs> chill out, man. We're in a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings in South Portland. That guy um, was in the game. That, that guy, yeah, that the guy either mortgaged his whole house on the game, or like his dad was the coach. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think it was. I bet it was the, the earlier one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just got like heated. I'm like, no, there's not, I'm not like the equivalent of I'm a, it's a fan's T-shirt. I'm a fan of Derek. If I was wearing Derek's fire suit out in public, a <laughs> little bit different. That yeah, to um, me is closer. A Derek Griffith replica yeah, fire, fire suit. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably trademark that. Yeah, we, we, we're we going to start selling fire suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, I got like uh, legitimately heated. I'm like, oh, but this is not the fucking same. But no. see, at that point, it makes too much sense to them to even have the conversation. Yeah, and it was four women, so I was not. Oh, I was. Oh, I was the rooster Christ. in the hen house Saturday night. Yeah. It was yeah. tough. That's <laughs> not even worthy of a response. They're just like it's the same thing, and you're just quiet. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm the pope. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Yeah, so I I Saturdayed as well. Um, not in in Portland, Jesus. Um, I Portland enough. Uh, can't wait to Portland in a couple weeks here, but. Yeah, so I, I ended up getting a hotel room on Friday night down in the greater Stafford area. I actually had DP Doe, which was terrific. Uh, finally got that. Left Stafford earlier than 2 a.m., so they were still open. Was pretty excited. And, uh, yeah, we just got a hotel room and uh, didn't want to bother Daddy. Usually crash at Sean's house. He had a big day. Uh, his, we may his have first... overstayed our welcome the last yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you're supposed to bring two people and you accidentally bring, like, 20, um, that, yeah. Um, and Sean had a big day on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, like I, I have been to Sean's often, very often, and never once have I shown up with like other people that weren't supposed to come with me. And then the one time I do, I brought the whole racetrack. So all of them. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even gonna ask. I'm just gonna get a hotel room. And uh, I figured that one of the two nights I would just sleep in my car because I don't really give a shit. So when I wake up and made the trek down to Waterford, tried to get there a little early, and um, I was going to. I had nothing else to do anyway. So. Um, 
was shooting for like noon and uh i was going to a party uh nicole christopher's 18th birthday party the next day mike jr's having a bunch of bunch of his friends over and stuff like that so it was a neon theme so i had to find some neon shit because i'm a very not colorful person so um went to walmart in true about to go to a christopher family party fashion they only had 2x and up and everything neon um so i felt like they set me up for that they must have known <laughs> that i was coming to that waterford walmart and um so they probably just hit all the smaller sizes because in their minds, I, I fit into those. Um, but so I'm like, all right, like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go to Party City. Felt like Party City is a great place to find some neon shit. So I bought a bathing suit that was like a little neon and I got a, a neon orange cowboy hat, um, <laughs> which was like super on brand. As one and I, I was, I was going to get another t-shirt the next day. Figured probably not going to wear a t-shirt all day when the heat index is a million and five. So I, uh. Went and got all the party supplies, got a bunch of high noons. I got like probably like $50 worth of high noons. It was a pretty egregious amount. And I got to the parking lot and um, tried to figure out who drank was there. all of them. Well, um, so I was <laughs> trying to figure out who was there still and who was just kind of chilling and when everyone else was going to get there. Because a lot of people were like, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll come tailgate and we'll just make a whole day out of it. Well, it was like 1 o'clock when I got there. I had one high noon in the parking lot. And then I was like, I'm going to go wander through the pits. Well, Usually when you go over towards the turn three and four side, that's where all the SK guys are. And so I got a pit pass and walked over there. Well, by the time it took me to realize that obviously when TriTrack brings 55 fucking cars or however many they had, they were going to be parked all over on the other side. Uh, by the time I got over there, it was basically everyone was strapping in to go to practice. So <clears throat> I just chilled by the fence for a little bit, but all my friends were doing race car things. And so I ended up just basically wandering back out to the parking lot where I sat there for another 45 minutes drinking alone. And um, then board just came over. Alex Fern was there. Dan- Daniel Jean, Nicole Casagrande, Ashley, Bubna, just a, a whole crew of people ended up showing up. We ended up having a drinks. gaggle, if you may. A gaggle did show up. A gaggle always shows up. It's just the matter of timing. Josh Carey, I was who, who I was planning on meeting there. He showed up a little later, and uh, so we were just gaggling over there in the parking lot, and then um, wandered back here. That's a verb. Yeah, I, don't think, but, uh, I don't think we've used that as a verb. So yet. one, of, <laughs> yeah. So one of the times that I was, uh, one of the time during the time I was sitting by myself, I was looking for Sean all day, but obviously I knew he was busy. I was not going to go and try to bother him, and. Um, I'm sitting in my car, like pretty close to the main entrance, like right along the road that goes out towards where the campers park. And Sean walks out back towards the campers and he starts like flagging campers into where they need to go. And then I see him literally like running through the camping lot, like back and forth, like walks back down to the main grandstand or like ticket booth, whatever, walks back to the camper lot. Like it is way too hot to be doing what he's doing right now. And <laughs> to be doing gotta, athletics. Yeah. And he's got to do, he's got to do it in pants. Um, well, the first thing I saw, when he, he did come over eventually when there was a couple of us drinking out there. And he's just like, oh, my boys. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, daddy, did bad day to wear pants. And he's like, I can't really be the guy that has my employees unable to wear shorts. And then I show up in shorts. So uh, I was like, oh, that does make a little bit of sense, I guess. So tough day for Sean. Obviously, I ended up having a – it was the the whole day was a success. But um, just, yeah, went, went – uh, ended up going into the grandstands, watched re- pretty much all the races from the turn – one and two area where they had uh, set up a bunch of picnic tables. They had a bunch of food trucks and stuff in there. Um, and I mean, it was just the whole day. The atmosphere was unbelievable. It was like legitimately when I showed up before one o'clock, like before all the practices started, there was still, there was like a bunch of people that were already at the racetrack in the grandstands, like picking their seat out. Like it was, uh, it was definitely, you could tell it was going to be a big day. The atmosphere was electric and, uh, just an unbelievable event with a uh, with a bunch of people that ended up showing up. It was we at one point right before the uh, the tri track race went out. Uh, 
there was probably like I don't know, like eight to ten of us that were trying to find a seat. Like we were with Marcus. Marcus had his dog with him. Like Craig Lutz. Like we were all just want. We were like, oh, let's just go sit together, find a place to sit. Well, we'd walk past the grandstands a handful of times. There was not. You were not going to find even two seats next to each other. So, um, we ended up having to basically split all apart. And a couple of people had to go and stand like on picnic tables down in turn three and four area. But there was like you could legitimately look up at the grandstands and be like, there's no place to sit anywhere in there there's no room at the picnic tables that were down in turn one no room down in turn three and four which is a really good problem to have i mean like it was literally a sellout like even including standing room uh for the most part so now everyone that there was a that's a local down there was saying that it was the the most packed that they've seen it in you know a decade almost and uh that that's kind of how it used to be back in you know the early 2000s so that was cool to see i'm not a waterford regular by any means that was only my third time there but just had a great time. Obviously, they uh, they started selling beer this weekend, so that was a that was a plus. Um, but yeah, getting back to the high noons, drank all of them. Um, <laughs> had <clears throat> before the races started, I checked my cooler, and like I'd only given out like one or two of them, maybe. I had three left. I was like, holy fuck! Like I I have been hydrating for sure. Um, went in and actually, I I got pretty lucky. Every time I went up to the beer stand, someone that was a fan of the program came up and bought me a beer. So. Um, uh, Mike Rainville is one of them. Um, guy, Mike, I don't know how to say his last name and I don't want to look it up, but, uh, thank you to everyone that did that. And I was walking past the grandstands at one point and Waterford's not by any means close to where we currently are. Um, we don't know a ton of people there, especially, (laughs) especially out of the pit area. And, uh, there was a whole bunch of people wearing BFP stuff and, you know, standing up and, you know, Hey, BFP. And like, I was like (laughs) fist bumping and shit. Like one thing I forgot to bring up on on last week's show, um, at Wiscasset was same thing. Like just. Obviously, with their victory lane set up being basically in the grandstands, I I got out and like you just just scan the crowd and even during driver intros, I saw a lot of people like wearing BFP shit. I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know those people. Yeah, <laughs> they know me. Yeah, that's, that's neat. That's those fucking guys. Uh, but yeah, no racing was great too. Andrew Muller picked up the win. The high roller. Uh, sporting a BFP adhesive. Uh, Ray Christian put on a fuck of a show in the late model race. I ended up coming home second, and um. I don't know that I watched the other races, um, but Tri-Track obviously put on a great show. That was one of the the better shows that I've seen from them. Waterford uh, is just such an awesome racetrack. Like it's to me, it's like the perfect racetrack. It's it's got decent little bank. The straightaways are narrow, so it keeps you honest. And if it's paved, there's grip. So when I race there, whether you use the infield or the top of the turns, I'm everywhere because it, it sticks there. Yeah, like it just it's super fun to race. Not too small, but it's not too big where you get strung out. Uh, just wish that, like, they could dig it up and move it to close seventy four Holmes Road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be neat. Uh, the Amazon facility, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, the racing was great. There's a lot of comers and goers. There's a lot of people that hold the goers. Yeah, there's a especially lot with of, Sean's in charge. Yeah. Um, no, Junior looked like he was. He had a pretty sporty piece. Andrew Moore led a bunch of laps early. Kyle Bonson was flying at the end. Uh, Jeff Rocco was pretty quick. Uh, Matt Hirschman and and Dana DiMatteo just. I think with like I don't know how many laps were left, but I looked over at Nicole at one point and I was just like, Dana is fucking flying, and he was in like third or fourth, and uh, he kind of just picked him up, put him Dana's down. Dana's really good there. Won a lot of races there in a legend car. Um, back when he ran there regularly with legend cars, doesn't race a whole lot, doesn't race a ton. Kind of pretty much just runs that tri track deal. So not a lot of people really know who he is or have seen his name in the spotlight. But it was definitely cool to see him win. He definitely deserved it. And Pretty stoked for those guys. Good weekend for the Paisans. Yeah. <laughs> I am 0% Italian and have no right using that word. But I just saw, I think the Speedbull Goose tweeted 
a picture of Marcello and Dana saying that uh, small Italian men had good weekends in uh, modified racing in <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> Uh, and that that they did. Um, no, that was cool to see. I was uh, late in the going when when you could see how fast he was. I was like, "Fuck! I hope he can get up here and pass these guys because that'd be cool to see." Because it did look like Kyle Bonsignor was probably going to win there um, for a little bit. And uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like Junior Junior said he was really tight, so it didn't seem like he was. He would have ran second or third probably. Um, he did run the, third, right? He ran, he ran second. Second. Yeah, he got by. He I want to like Kyle to lose, Mike. <laughs> Uh, Says the yeah. guy who's finished second in seventy percent of his races this year. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was a great night of racing, and uh, obviously, there was a lot of guys that were. Uh, well, Dana um, went over to, to their pit area after. I went over, and actually saw Woody, and uh, got our our. That's that guy. Panel. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Had him he had sign a, it. He had a top five. Yeah, fifth place finish. I believe Woody actually signed me as well while I was standing on a picnic table. So again, he signed you at Stars well after the SP. Yeah, I don't know. I think Carl walked up. Madeira was walked up and uh, he just had a sharpie and was just like, "Let me sign." And I was just like, "All right," or something. And I fucking pulled my—I sh- don't know—but something happened. And uh, those two ended up signing me. I got—I got to the pool party the next day, took my shirt off, and someone was like, "What the fuck is on you?" And I was like, "Oh shit," <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. But um, no, yeah. So after the race was all, were all over, went over, had some beers in the parking lot or uh, in the pit area, and um, yeah, Marcello was actually helping out with them, and uh, so was JP. So. Uh, they were all over there, and we were just having some beers. And at one point, uh, Marcus, I think, or maybe it was Junior, was like, where are you staying tonight? And I was like, probably the backseat of my car, dude. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'll figure that out when I get back to my car. Um, the Rainvilles were camping there, too, so I think that they had offered me a place to stay. And um, so I, I would have probably had a place to sleep, but I was just like, yeah, I'll just sleep in my car. Like, whatever. I'm pretty lackadaisical about, about that whole situation. So, But then Mike's like, no, come, you stay. You can just crash at my place. And I was like, all right. So um i ended up going over to juniors and i was going to go to the party pretty early anyways i was going to kind of help them out and uh try to help set up or whatever but ended up getting there uh, fashionably early at about 12 1 a.m uh <laughs> and uh the party wasn't until four so <laughs> this leads into uh my sunday morning so before we go to to bed we we basically iron out some breakfast plans and uh mike's telling amanda he's like i'm gonna like we're gonna get up early like be ready to go we're gonna get breakfast and she's just like oh you always want to get up early whatever i'm like mike you can come wake me up as early as you want because like i love breakfast like we we touched on this like when he came up here and stayed uh, i went and met them for breakfast so he was so whatever I, I ended up getting to the house and i didn't know that i was gonna be the only one staying i thought marcus was coming i guess but um I did. I do remember now. He said he was gonna go home, but so I was just the only one and got there late. So, and I don't really know. I've never actually formally met Mike's parents. So I'm laying in bed, and uh, I've been up for probably an hour, or whatever. And I'm just sitting there playing on my phone, and um, I just was like, all right, it's you know almost eight o'clock, like or maybe it was eight thirty, a little bit after eight. I was like, oh, like well, Mike, Mike's probably up soon. Like Junior's probably up soon. Like he'll you know, come in. We'll go get breakfast. So I'm just laying there, playing on my phone. And I hear the door open and I'm like, ma oh, junior, whatever. Look up, it's senior. And he walks in, never met him in my life, walks into like the middle of the room and just stops and looks and goes, oh. And I was like, hi. <laughs> Literally just waved. And he's just like, who are you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's like, I assume that you're, you're one of, you're one of Mike's friends, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Mike offered me a place to sleep because I was going to be coming to the party later anyways. And, uh, I was just going to sleep in my car and he's like, oh well, nice to meet you. And <laughs> so then, so then he just like, he asked me who I was and I was just like rambling on I'm for Brad a little bit. From the podcast. Well, so I was rambling on for a little bit. Like I went like 30 seconds of just spewing fucking 
like nonsense. And then I was just like, oh, well, uh, Mike actually was the one. He came up to my house to do the podcast. He goes, oh, you're Brad. And I was like, yeah. And he like got up off the couch, came over, like shook my hand. And I was like, ah, like, dude, it's good. It was that turned an awkward situation to a <laughs> non-awkward situation really quickly by just saying what I'm known for, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was that was a little funny interaction. Oh, yeah, that fucking drunk from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no. So then Mike Junior finally came in there, and we ended up going to get breakfast. And so, but Mike was busting my balls because you kidding when we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not him. So <laughs> we're on the way to breakfast, and he's just he just starts laughing. He's like, "Do you remember how much fucking food you got when we went out to breakfast in Maine? Because like we had." He, I would, I'd he gone just, to work. just parks on that. Like, yeah. you're just, you're a fat piece of shit. You'll never be <laughs> yeah. anything else to him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, we planned that the night before because we'd all gone out Sunday and closed down the bars in the old port. And, um, I was like, yeah, like whenever you guys want to go out to breakfast, like I'd work in Portland. So just let me know and I'll take a, I'll take lunch super early. So we went out at like 10. And I'm like, all right, well, if I'm taking lunch, like probably, like I'm not obviously taking a second lunch throughout the day. So I'll just get a bunch of food, bring it back to, Bring it back to work, and I'll eat eat it for lunch at three three o'clock. Like a reasonable, smart, economical choice. Yeah, so I'll, I go and I get a bunch. Instead, of food. you get labeled as fat fucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go and I get like they go and like set down their plates or whatever, and then like she brings over like a tray of just my food, like puts it all in front of me, and Mike goes, "Jesus!" Like <laughs> he like goes busting my balls, and he just starts laughing on the way to breakfast down at like around his neck of the woods, and he's just like, "Do you remember how much food you got?" He's just like, "I can't believe you you ate all." that and i was just like I, I think i brought some to work dude and uh it was two meals yeah so i 66 percent of the food <laughs> take for the day you buffoon so we go and we sit down and it's just it's uh it's junior amanda marcus nicole and i and i order what you know it's pretty reasonable just one of their like little combos most diners have like a combo like a john's john's breakfast or some shit it was a waffle like home fries bacon and eggs i was like okay like that's a pretty normal ass breakfast so the lady comes over and puts our food down on the table and everyone else got like a pancake and an egg and like she just puts their shit down puts their shit down puts marcus's whatever puts all of our shit down gives me a plate and uh it's just it's just the home fries it's the bacon and it's the eggs and i'm just sitting there with like my water or whatever and everyone else starts eating, and I'm just, like, chilling, looking around, and Mike goes, that's it? And I was like, oh, no, the lady still has to bring my waffle out. <laughs> so, and he started fucking grilling me again. Lady comes over, drops the biggest waffle I've ever seen in my life right in front of me, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Nine bucks worth of food, and I'm still going to get humiliated. So, I just can't, you know, can't win. But, uh, no, it was, it was fucking hilarious, actually, how it all played out. And, uh, yeah, I did actually eat, eat all of it. <laughs> we were, like, halfway through the drive home. Mike goes, you finished all that? And I was like, you fucking asshole. And everyone else, the, the, the ladies were worried about, like, eating too much food before a pool party. I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to be looking like a fucking toddler out there with just my gut hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you wait 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, no, that was, uh, that was, that, I mean, that started Sunday, obviously, and then, uh, just really helped them all get set up throughout the day. We went over across, there's a liquor store across the street and uh, went over and we got just an absolutely egregious amount of fucking booze. And uh, Marcus has this massive cooler that's like as big as the fucking couch that we're, Charlie and I are it's sitting on right now. It's a body cooler from a morgue. Legitimately. <laughs> so we, we went over, filled it all up in the parking lot and walked it across the street and like, uh, market like I, I don't know as we were like halfway across the street i was like people that see us legitimately have to think that there's a body in here like this thing is fucking 
huge. Yeah, you so, guys are pallbearers to a yeah. cooler full of beer. <laughs> we're just walking across the street. Like, I have a cowboy hat on. Like, it's there was a whole scene. Buffalo so. Brad. Yeah. So we ended, <laughs> so we ended up... Uh, that was not the only trip to the liquor store. I ended up going back there a couple times throughout the day, but uh, just, just pit for more. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty fucking egregious, but yeah, I started drinking pretty early, got the whole party set up, and uh, just had a great time. It, we looked at uh, we were watching the weather early in in the morning, and didn't look like it was going to rain. Looked like there might be a passing shower. We had set up the race, and we had a race pool going, and uh, so it was funny. Like right before the race started, because it was raining in Michigan, we. Uh, we, we decided, decided to do a race pool. We had all the numbers for all the drivers in the, the you know in a hat or in my hat, I guess. So we were going to pick three drivers each, you know, 10 bucks entry, whatever. So my first one is uh is Kyle Larson. And I made a joke. I'm like, I'm going to get fucking Balicki. I'm going to get Todd Gilliland. And I'm going to get Corey Lajoie. <laughs> Austin Hill. Yeah. <laughs> and so first thing I pick, Kyle Larson. I'm like second pick. I'm like, mint. That's perfect. So next pick, I reach in, I grab the 42. And I'm like, there's not even a fucking 42 in the Cup Series anymore. And I was just like, is there? Oh, fuck, Ty Dillon. Yeah, it's Ty Dillon, man. <laughs> I was like, Ty Dillon still exists. Yeah, for now. Um, not, that for, was, not for long. Yeah, not until Wednesday. But, um, do you like, know a guy who's going to be in the 42, do we, do we think? Uh, yeah, I think uh, he's one of our good pals. That's the rumor that's going around the interwebs. Not that We, we, don't, we haven't talked to him, but um, not that we're breaking any news. There's been a ton of rumors out there that, uh, that Noah's going to be filling that 42 ride. And uh, that would uh, they uh, strategically cool. used a picture of the car wrapped in uh, black rifle coffee, saying, "Well, announcement coming Wednesday." Yeah, yeah. So sounds like black, black rifle might get their guy. Uh, I don't know that. I was trying to figure that, that out. Is though. that guy? Uh, the Bass Pro Shops would end up having to sponsor three guys because I can't imagine that they would leave Austin Dillon because of Richard Childress. Um, and I can't believe that they would leave Martin Truex because Martin Truex, I feel like, just embodies Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, guy loves a fish. I mean, not without <laughs> hold the screw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Um, hold the sheet metal. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> so uh, yeah, we did a race pool, whatever. And uh, Narducci ended up winning that, I think. But uh, yeah, we so we're all sitting out. We're all sitting lakeside. People are getting pulled on the jet ski, whatever. Fucking like Corey DiMatteo and John Puglio had out with I don't know. I think like Narducci and Sammy or something. They come back in, and JP has the biggest black eye that I've seen, like, in my life. And, like, I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure they got tossed off the tube, and, like, Corey might have, like, kicked him in the face on accident. Um, so a little bit of battle scars that, that may or may not have happened at the party. But we were all sitting out lakeside, and then we were like, oh, like, you know, race is getting, getting good, like, getting towards the end, so let's go and watch it. So we all jump in the pool, and... We're sitting in the pool and we watch Harvick win. We're like, all right, like, like let's all go shotgun Bushlight apples. So we went to go shotgun BLAs and it starts fucking downpouring. Like it's it is raining sideways and it's it's raining so like I'm in a pool, so like I don't give a shit. But like I go grab my phone, grab my shoes, grab other people's phones. I throw them all under the deck. Um, someone grabs a TV and so then we go back to the pool and we're just drinking in the pool still. Like it's just absolutely fucking downpouring out. But it's like so bad. Like you're 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 wet from the pool, but it's like actually like unreasonably raining like <laughs> you can't even you can't even like look and like have a conversation with someone because like your eyes are just getting soaked even though your head's above the water so and it was uh it was pretty bad there for a second um perfect spot for my phone and everything underneath a deck that um leaks leaks <laughs> like like every single deck uh that's ever been a deck so uh phone everything soaked um good for it but yeah we uh we were chilling in the pool for quite a while I ended up getting out shocking some blahs and then uh just 
had a fucking day. I mean, it was just so much fun. It was a neon themed party. So there's a bunch of uh, photos out there on people's cellular telephones after, uh, after we had had some cake and some food, uh, we started doing a little bit of contests and shit. Marcus absolutely aced the belly flop contest. Uh, won a gift card for that. We tried <laughs> to get a cup pong tournament going. I was Marcello's partner. Um, Marcello went MIA for a little bit. So John Puglio is my partner. We got absolutely dog walked um, by Marcus. And actually, I don't even remember who Marcus was playing with. I think our buddy Colin. I don't fucking know. I don't pay attention. But so um, our... I don't know. It might have been Narducci. But so we get molly and fucking Mar- Marcello comes back over. We, we played junior and Marcus gets smoked again. Like it was just a, we had a great time. And there's like, I ended up with fucking like X's with like neon colored tape over my nipples. Um, <laughs> I had war paint on, like I stand standed with Ukraine. Uh, I had a I had a yellow and blue you like little deal going on. You did send me a snap that I my first thought was okay. Brad stands with Ukraine yeah, today because yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah, and uh, so <laughs> it was to the point where uh, Amanda Fuller was like, right, "Let's get a picture with Amanda and Mike West and Christopher." I'm like, all right, so <laughs> we go over there, we get a picture. I'm the only one. I I have war paint on my forehead. I have like <laughs> tape underneath my eyes. I have uh, like a circle on my nipple. I have a glow stick on. No tarp. I got neon colored fucking like bathing suit on. Everyone else is wearing just a solid color. I just look like I like I'm about to fucking mount a horse and ride into battle. And fucking everyone else is just like <laughs> yeah. But spectator. that battle is like <laughs> fucking those little glow parties that they used to throw <laughs> in the basement of Bingas in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we were just missing the foam. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> go to a foam rave. <laughs> yeah, no, we had a great time. And then we ended up. Uh, I guess the the tradition ends up being you climb the water tower that's like three quarters of a mile down the road. So, like a bunch of Nicole's friends were just, uh, the, I mean, eighteen, nineteen, just full of dumbassery. Fucking like they're grittying in the middle of the road. Like we're coming <laughs> up to a turn. Like they're not even drunk. Like you know, the fucking drunk people have to be the voice of reason. Like, we're, all, we're all glowing. Like we aren't gonna be seen. You're all acting like seventeen year olds. We, we like we walked by one gate, had to sneak through another gate, and then we get to this fence. They're like, yeah, you just gotta climb this fence. I'm not kidding. This fence is 12 feet tall. I, I literally got there. My shoes were absolutely soaked from the rain. I'm like, there's no way I climb this fence. Like, so a bunch of us are just like, there's like four of us, I guess. We had like 15 people. We're like, all right, we'll just like sit, like sit down here. Marcus is literally on his hands and knees being the stool for everyone to get to the first level of the fence to climb over. Like the second kid absolutely ripped his trousers. I mean, like, <laughs> off, like I'm saying off his body. Oh, you could tell no. that people have done it so often that like it's not trouser debris. It's hanging not. <laughs> it's, it's not barbed wire, but the the area that everyone climbs over that like it's like folded on one side and then folded the other way on the other. Like it is it is more or less barbed wire at this point. So I'm like, there is no fucking way that I do that. Certainly a slack ripper. Oh my god, absolutely. And I had just bought my slacks. I'm wearing a swimsuit. If I if I rip through a trouser this, tear. Yeah, and there's no fucking bog. I'm not wearing underoos. Slack shredder. I'm not wearing underoos. I'm wearing a fucking bathing suit. So oh, like, and a I pants had to be, pul- I, pulverizer. I had to be. Oh my god, it would have been super, the pant punisher. It would have been a super bloody situation had I sat down on one of those fucking barbs. But so essentially, it ends up being like all the youngins get over the fence for the most part. 
There's like eight of them trapped in there like little orphans. And uh, <laughs> the rest of us adults are just kind of standing there like we're about to climb the fence. Like some of us are going to climb the fence. I don't think I was going to, but I do make some pretty piss poor decisions. Um, and uh, Amanda had left, so I I was on my own with my decision making. So um, You didn't have a babysitter anymore. Right. So I was just, <laughs> I was like, I was still thinking about Here it. Here I go again <laughs> on my own. <laughs> Going down the only road I've ever known. <laughs> like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. <laughs> what a fucking underrated tune that is. Uh, so yeah, whatever. Like I said, half these kids are trapped in there. The rest of the crew's trying to climb the fence, and all of a sudden, you hear this megaphone. And it's like, yeah, naturally, right? (laughs) As one does in the middle of your pitch black, black, pitch dark wilderness at one a.m. trying to climb Um, a water tower, trespassing, right? Right, right, trespassing. (laughs) You just hear like, you gotta get down, like get down from there, or like whatever, like. And so all I hear is like, get down from there. And so this, there's probably some old bastard just like, oh my. Fuck. Yeah, well, so and, and so in my mind, like I've only I, I've I've been in one way. I know of one way out. The one way out goes right down to like a little like well a gate, but then the main road. And I'm like, any surely anyone with a megaphone is coming from the main road. So uh, my uh, good buddy Colin there and myself were the first to vacate the property. We're not worried about the others. He is like the on the walk down. We're like we walk to the first gate. We get on the other side of the gate the first one so we're still technically trespassing but then we both like got to the road and we're like you know maybe we shouldn't be the first ones they see (laughs) like because like we're gonna if they're coming up the road they're gonna see us first on the way back down so he's like let's book it through the woods well at this point i don't have enough bleach to bleach it my my white vans again i'm like i don't know that i'm gonna run through woods anytime soon especially since i don't necessarily know where the woods go and also um i'm pretty sure that if they have a flashlight they'd still probably see us and we don't have like antlers or nothing we literally have glow sticks on so um they're probably gonna see us regardless so we're just like all right let's just stand here like two fucking doofuses so whatever we stand there we like look around the corner see there's no one even on the road make it down to the main road and we're just wait for everyone else so we were just kind of chilling there, and he goes, yeah, we probably shouldn't have been over there with those guys because we would have been the ones that got in trouble since they're, like, half of them are under 18. I was like, uh, yeah, well, that makes sense. But So we have no idea where, like, the megaphone came from, but apparently there's, like, a house that's, like, somewhere in the general vicinity, and I don't think we were being, like, loud enough where... I don't think the house is so close that the guy like should have been able to hear us, but like I don't know, we probably sounded a whole lot different than like a pack of coyotes. So well, you were probably <laughs> reflecting. Oh uh, well, that's true. Yeah, the guy <laughs> fucking had to like go close his curtain in the middle of the night. He's like, you know what? Fuck these kids. <laughs> get the fuck down. Uh, so but, uh, we had, a, I mean, great time. Didn't get uh, any charges. So um, no, no trespassing charges on the on the docket this evening. So or this weekend. So just went back and uh, watched the. A little bit of the MotoGP race. Didn't stop drinking, really. Just kind of cracked another high noon. Just chilling out for a little bit. And then ended up crashing on the couch. Woke up this morning at 6.30 and made it to work um, fashionably. Pretty much on time because I had used two hours of vacation time this morning. So I was at my desk by 10.30 and feel like a brand new woman after my 45-minute nap after work. Solid. So, just a, it was just a great weekend. Had a, had a, I went on a tour to Connecticut and I enjoyed every minute of it. Massachusetts can absolutely fuck off. Yeah. But. Seacon can stay, though. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. push that like six miles left, <laughs> so it's in Rhode Island. Just well, and yeah, push that and and maybe collect. Uh, what's our favorite place? 
Dublin Rose. Yeah, the Dublin. Yeah, that's yeah. a package deal. Yeah, <laughs> P- push the Dublin in there. I assume there was one in the Yeah, I assume yeah. they'll just, the, that whole piece of property, just <laughs> yeah. with all of it. Put them together and move them to a different location. Um, yeah. So, just had a, I went on a boat yesterday. You boated, huh? A big one. Yeah. A, big, a big boat. Yeah, big, big boat. Big, big boat. You take the cat over to fucking No, P- not, not, not that big. Oh. Uh, Titanic? The uh, Casablanca cruise line. My aunt's band was playing. So we uh, we did that and just drank all day. Seems reasonable. Floated. I love love that. Yeah. I'm I like on f- a boat. I like floating. I like boating. I I mean, we did some floating after in the pool as well. The pool's very warm right now. I hope it stays that warm for uh, our planned pool party coming up here in a couple of Sundays. Yeah, excited for that. That's uh, August twenty first. That, that, that that's weekend the last is last Sunday of summer, really. Yeah, and it's looking uh, pretty like I mean. On, I mean, there's obviously racing going on, but basically up in this area, Arnak the Woods, like we don't have go karts, no um, Oxford. Um, no, I met so. Manadnock the night before, but as long as I don't die, um, well, looking forward to it. So if you're listening to this and you want to come to a pool party, shout out to us. We'll we'll get you the Addy. Shout out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that weekend. It's like the one weekend on the calendar. So it's crazy. It's like this weekend, I uh, got Bartlett and then uh, Oxford, and then the next weekend just has absolutely nothing. And then the weekend after that has five days of being at a racetrack. So, a um, whole lot of maining in the next couple couple weekends. Mating? Well, that too. But maining. Well, mating. Uh, like want to mate later? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't want to play. Uh, well, What'd you do yesterday? Yesterday? Well, well, Saturday I went to Oxford. Oh, yeah, that's right. You uh, also had a Saturday. I was wow. the... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't die for a day. Uh, I, uh, I spotted for Russell. He... Uh, he drove the old 90K for Derek Nealand at Oxford Plains, getting ready for the 250. 100-lap qualifier, uh, triple crown race. Trevor Sanborn ended up winning the triple crown. Uh, Rusty uh, went out and practiced on old tires, as he does. Made some adjustments, as he does. Uh, went out for his heat, I believe, finished fourth, six, something like that. Uh, biggest part of the problem all day was uh, the transponder didn't work. Mainly because the car doesn't have one. So uh, <laughs> I think I found your problem. <laughs> so Russell had to go and get one from the racetrack. Well, the first one didn't work, so he went and got a second one. Well, the second one also didn't work, so he got a third one. The third one had a number 44 on it, so he was all pumped. So I was pretty bummed out to tell him that the third one also didn't work from the racetrack. So he got a fourth one to go out in the feature event and that also did not work so we were trying to keep track of him in the stands because he obviously wasn't coming up on race monitor um he actually did pretty good he uh started fourth or sixth i believe fell back a little bit and it was a pretty much i think it i think it might have gone green to checkered um but he fell back a little bit and then um everybody just started falling off and he didn't really fall off compared to anybody else and he started picking his way back up through. He got around uh, Trevor Sanborn. He got around Nate Farrington, like just heads up, and uh, brought it home P10. So good for Russell. Good little run for him. Uh, it was fun to be there and uh, be the eye in the sky yet again. But one of the cooler things for uh, the Oxford deal was apparently, apparently, apparently the, U- <laughs> the U.S. military has their like four of their Osprey aircrafts. Uh, in the general area, and they were doing test runs at the Oxford Airport, which is off the backstretch of the racetrack. Uh, one of my more 
liked stories is that the first time I ever raced at Oxford, I was talking to an airplane. Well, I don't know how. Did you talk to a helicopter pilot? I didn't. Um, So the Osprey deals, I don't know if for those that don't know, they're basically it's a it looks like an airplane, but the side of it has rotating engines with basically helicopter propellers on it. So it can go up and down like a helicopter, but then it can just boogie like a plane after it rolls them back forward. So the thing was like, like landing, taking off, and then buzzing around the racetrack, and then going back into a helicopter and landing and taking off, and then it would fucking just keep buzzing around the racetrack. It did it like fucking twenty times all day. So everybody's just fascinated by this airplane. Yeah, Rusty, you're clear by two. Uh, hey, are you guys going to Taiwan? <laughs> Taiwan or China? Which one? I, I literally told him, I was like, hey, just so you know, like this thing is still buzzing around. I might be distracted and let you just wreck. I don't know yet. <laughs> but uh, no, Oxford's a time. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed going there this year. I really have. They've uh, they've done a lot of cool things in terms of um, getting a lot of the uh, the Beechridge, like especially like the Limiteds. And breathe some the, new life the, into the, the Mad Bombers. And yeah, no, just like Bobby said, breathe a new life into it. They're the it, There's always a, a fuckload of people in the pits. Um, the stand seems to have a healthy weekly count it's it's tough for oxford though because the stands seven thousand well yeah the, it has seven thousand that you can you can actually physically put on the front stretch so even when there are like two thousand or three it looks empty right three thousand would sell out beatridge right and it it looks empty but it's like I, I bet there's there's still a lot of people there so uh they're doing cool things the crash pad is doing uh pretty well uh from from when they first brought that back this year too so um, it's been cool. It's been really cool. And uh, one big, big breaking news here is that apparently through tech, apparently, apparently through tech, um, they have just now found out that what exactly it means when you say Wiscasset rules. Right. <laughs> uh, Wiscasset and Oxford run on two different tires when it comes to the Super Streets and Limited Sportsman. The Wiscasset rule is, is a Hoosier 700. Oxford is a Hoosier 800. Difference being a lot. Um, like Soft, fi- softness. Wise. Like 15 to almost like 20 points of hardness between the two, which is a lot. So the rule at Wiscasset, they allow tire softener, which in my opinion, not that that matters, is fucking asinine. Can attest that 15 to 20% of hardness is a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Facts by Brad. Well, six inches. And uh, so the rule at Wiscasset... You make me 100% hard. Is, ...is a 50 on the kilometer. Well, to get a 50 on an 800 requires a lot of tire softener. I got the juice. Because those are coming in around probably 60 to 64-ish, give or take. So if these people are going off of the Wiscasset rule to juice all the way down to a 50 on an 800... There's a reason certain people have been like dog walking the field and been a half a second faster. Well, they just found this out and why they were a half a second faster and like, no, no, not going to do that. But there was some controversy where they were thinking about maybe, oh, maybe everybody can juice and we'll just make it 50. It's like, nope, don't do, don't do that. Juicing is only fun when you're not allowed to do it. <laughs> right. Um, so... They uh, luckily went the correct direction in my point of view. They said that's, uh, what did they say, 57, and absolutely no tire softener allowed. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to the people who have no, dumped a fuckload already on their tires. It's dumb to put but... a durometer rule because all a durometer rule says is, what have I got to work with? 
Yes. You can still soak. Yes. And get away with it. They should have just said, like, they're just going to derive their tires, and if somebody's is way the fuck softer, like, if you if you do the top five and four of them derometer 56 hot and one dude is like 49 just throw that guy out right just just say no tire softener make that be the rule don't give a derometer rule because you can still prep tires and not make them any softer but still make them faster mm-hmm. so not that i know but <laughs> yeah what are, you, what are you talking about bob <laughs> uh no so uh the I'm glad that they at least went that direction with it. Uh, It's it's more of an even playing field as far as I'm concerned. So uh, happy that that happened. And uh, yeah, Sunday. What did I do? Sunday. Yesterday. You You made the old tour bus look like a fucking. She's puff guy, yeah. dude. I, I'm telling you. So we, I, uh, so the thing went from looking like it's now usable, where it used to look like a mobile meth unit. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It really did. <laughs> uh, one of the funnier comments was uh, Dave Oliver saying, "You should have left it looking like shit, and everybody would have just walked away from it, and not bothered you." But dude, <laughs> the racetracks we go to, it actually might attract some people. So uh, no, we. Uh, I got a picture of this shit that I should try. It's like a moldy algae fucking death eater cleaners whatever deal. So we headed over to the Home Depot and got some uh, buckets and That's cleaner. That's the Home Depot. And, you get it. Uh, the, some buckets and cleaner and some scrubby deals. And before I knew it, Matt, Ashley, Spencer Morse, and uh, Lindsay, Nate Barth showed up. Josh Hodgson was here for about six minutes. And uh, we were just scrubbed the shit out of it. And uh, it looks a thousand percent better on the outside. Inside looks a, a hell of a lot better, too. Still some work to do there. But uh, Oxford 250 prep has officially begun. Uh, the race cars are swapped. The limited's back in the shop. We got some dubbing to do on that still, and gonna get the trailer cleaned out, get the camper cleaned out, bring that fucking rig down there, and have ourselves a time come 250 weekend. So, thank you to everybody that showed up. That was a really cool deal, and uh, you know, like I said, that it's uh it's gonna be a time when we get that down there, and cool to have Dad's old RV back on the road. So, yeah, that was a that was a pleasant surprise to see the snap of it rolling down the road because I I've always heard that it ran. Didn't believe you whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I assumed it had just grown into the ground. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, so it was at my father's house, and when we had to sell his house, obviously you can't leave all your shit there. So you we took everything out of there, and when it went from that house to here, it drove over here, and it's always had battery issues. And my dad, not a big maintenance guy by any means, um. <laughs> Just kind of let it die, and he's like, and it, whenever he'd want to use it, he'd just jumpstart it. I'm like, well, no, that's uh, whatever. Okay, so uh, I just it, their batteries were so bad. I went to put the the charger on it, and the charger was just like, no, it just sparked. <laughs> it sparked. <laughs> the the fr- the little battery that like actually starts the engine had like a big crack in the case. I'm like, well, there's the issue. So we headed on over to the uh, O'Reilly's and got ourselves a couple batteries, and she fired up first turn. Still has a half a tank of gas in it, ready to rip. <laughs> fucking so that was pretty cool and just parked it up on the driveway there and put the awning out and start just fucking scrub the shit out of it and it came out pretty good it probably could use another scrub or two but it's a hell of a lot better than it was it's it, just get it vinyl wrapped just a the bfp bus <laughs> just wrap it <laughs> wrap it gloss black that'd be fucking hmm. something to consider it's tour bus yeah yeah bang bus that'd be yeah. a that'd be a it'd be a good advertising down uh advertisement like like to Thompson or something like down I ninety five. You're just sitting in traffic and everyone's like just reading BFP. Just put a just put a QR code of just the Venmo. Yes, just send on us the money. back. Just send us money. Buy the bride a drink, but no one <laughs> no one's the bride. <laughs> the shoe the shoe only fits literally three three times ever. <laughs> but just. <laughs> 
at all time. Uh, yeah. So before we go any further, today's show is a. Uh, Again, sponsored by the sponsors on the Zero Limited. I believe this is the last week that they will be on board. McCormick & Sons Trucking in Hollis, Maine. Black Point Auto & Towing in Scarborough, Maine. Linux of Portland & Portland, Maine. 5 and 35 Auto Repair in Dayton, Maine. Showham Roadway Services in Berwick, Maine. CW Design in Buxton, Maine. Backwoods Burner Services in Standish, Maine. And Brookhill Classic Morgans in Dayton, Maine. Thank you to the Smiths for being on board. Thank you to all of those sponsors who sponsor them so that they can sponsor us. Brilliant idea to, to, to give us your hard-earned sponsorship dollars to promote your sponsors even more. So And shout out uh, to Alex Smith, finishing second in the Limiteds at Oxford on Saturday night. One of a few podium pals that I have on my notes here this week. We do have some BFP podium pals presented by Only Podiums. Only Wait. The Only Podiums Podium Pals presented by Only Podiums. Yes. How many podiums could a podium pal podium? How many if a podiums podium could, could a, only pal podiums? How many podiums could a only podium only? If pal. podiums only could podium. Uh, shout out to Nate Barth. He won. <laughs> he won the Mad Bomber Stonk race. Uh, won it in the Tech Ban. Uh, didn't win it on the racetrack, but take them anyway. You can get them. They're some, all some they all controversy. A little bit of controversy one. there. Now I. Uh, they all look bar down on the score sheet. Dave Cameron. Yes. Originally, pick up the win. He did. Uh, and uh, Dave has been on fire this year. And uh, he bought a tire at the racetrack and raced it and won. And then they told him that that tire that he had bought at the racetrack was too soft and threw him out. Uh, what? <laughs> so the the rule is a 55 durometer. In tech, it durometered 54. The only problem I have with it is the picture that was shown from the crew showing it like a 44 because it's a Hoosier 790. And a Hoosier 790 is harder than the concrete fucking basement that we are in right now. And at no point in time will it ever derometer 44, even when it's hot. That's hmm. it. Yeah. I didn't see that picture. But... Yeah. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to Dave, though. Uh, Dave's Dave, been on fucking He fire. was, he, we raced Friday night at Star. He did not. He was not there to race, but he was there. He was selling tires for the racetrack. Uh, he was probably helping park cars for all I know. He was doing tech, like, He's been like super positive promoting racing on his social media. Like he's just the ultimate racer. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to Dave. He uh he didn't need to go work at Star in a hundred degree weather on Friday, but he was there. So that was that was cool, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely been one of the uh, positive ones for sure all year. So that's good to see. There's not a lot of that on the social media. It's like Yelp. People only come to leave negative reviews. Another um, podium pal from Oxford, Ryan Coon, picked up the win in the Pro Stonk 100 lapper. Um, and then a couple at Star, Dylan Billadu and Adam Lovejoy, like I had already referenced earlier on. Dylan finished second in the street stocks. Adam was third. Um, no podium pals from Wiscasset this week. Tough tough break for the pals at Wiscasset. None of them ran up front. Bummer for the Wiscasset peoples. The uh, So we missed Trevor Ward last week. That was that was a bummer. I actually I forgot to jot that one down in my notes. Uh, Jason Woodard picked up the win in the Flying Tigers at White Mountain. Tanner Woodard also finished. I think he finished second. Um Mad Pup, the George Bissett. We the already Mad talked Pup. About, already, talk, already talked about him uh, finishing third in the SK Lights. Marcello obviously picked up the win. Uh, Matty Herrick picked up the win at Oxford, and I believe it's is it the rookies 
kid's class or whatever. Uh, she, no, she's in the she ladies, a, I believe. Is it just I the didn't ladies? Know she, didn't know she was a pal. I would have put her in well, my... She, she, has the, she had a BFP hat on in the, the pictures that I yeah, saw with her in the trophy. So. Geez, that's that's a dead giveaway, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Missed that yeah one. literally wearing it in the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did I miss it? Yeah, is she it, won the, uh, the, the ladies race. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't been up yeah. there for a Friday. That's my yeah. bad. No, actually legitimately has it in the car. Well, fucking missed that one. Quick scroll, quick scroll. My bad, Maddie. Uh, Andrew Moeller, like we said, picked up the uh, the W and the SKs at Waterford. Mike Jr. finished uh, in the second spot at Waterford in the tri track. Uh, I had Nate Barth and uh, Max McLaughlin won somewhere. Some tragic shoes picked up a uh, sometime. I don't know somewhere. if it was a Super Dirt Car Series win or not, but he was at Orange County Fair Speedway. Picked up the win on what was that Saturday night? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we got some Patreon questions. Let's start with Alex Krakowski said, favorite three words in the English language. Egregious has to be up there. I learned that word from the show. Now I sound smart around people. Um, egregious is definitely in the top three for me. I like to use the word cuck as an insult. I feel like it's... I like, uh, I like yeah, to use, that is a good one. I like to use the word cunt because yeah. it gets people all up in arms. I feel like cunt's reason. just given per the show. I yeah. feel like that's just got it. I, I, can't, I feel I like we can't use it. I don't that. use it a lot. Um, I certainly don't like to use it as a true insult. Um did on Friday, so um, <laughs> that'll happen. <laughs> You'll have that on them bigger jobs. What was what was the question? Races. Like favorite insults Fa- or just no, words? Favorite three just words, words in the English language. I feel like by the amount that I use it, just in volume, fuck. I mean, yeah. there's a great fucking word that literally uh, fuck fits is, the fuck in for no matter what fucking situation you're fuck fucking talking a, about. Fuck is a noun. It's a verb. verb it's a, yeah, it's all of it. An adverb. Yeah, it's a name. A verb. Yeah, a verb and an adverb. Those are those are two good ones, right Fuckly. there. Fuckly. <laughs> you fucking fuck. Uh, yeah, fuck is definitely. It's it's got to be all curse words, egregious and and all curse words for me. Because uh, egregious is just it, this is a great word. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, I like using old timer words like trousers and uh, what, yeah. what's the Slacks. one that's got rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> We're now three weeks. That's three weeks now. Three weeks streak of using rubbish on the show. <laughs> rubbish. Oh, well, that was fucking rubbish. You uh, egregious cunt. Uh, uh, there's a uh, sentence. Dipshit. I love a good dipshit. Yeah, that might be. Uh, that's probably two words. Well, though. I, whiz, I feel no, like you say whiz bang. Whiz bang. bang. That is <laughs> two words though. Right? Whiz, or is it, is it not hyphenated? I feel like it'd be hyphenated. Yeah. Whistle dick. Whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I love using just uh, slap dick. I just I like just saying egregious things that you put two things together that don't really need to, like just like dip fuck. Just like yes, that's probably a, like Cunt a bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we, I'm trying to think of words that we say a lot on the show. Literally, I call. I call. Yeah, thro- I call. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Click, I call hot dog. Oh, yeah, holy fuck, glizzies. I call, I call hot dogs throat missiles. <laughs> yeah, or or glizzies. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. good one. No, I uh, throat missiles is definitely two words. Yeah, yeah, true. I like calling people like meatloafs. Like it's just meat like, whistles. Like instead of a meathead, you just add a different fucking word on there. You fucking meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes meatloaf. That's oh, awful. Uh, I got. I feel like we got to say pal. Pal, pal, pal is a good one. Pal, pal, hey pal. That was a good question. (laughs) That was a great question. That was was the most fucking. That that was the. That's guy. I got the most play. I think of any question that people have asked so far (laughs) on the Patreon (laughs) questions. So it helps that I pre-screen them now. Like as as I was. Driving down the road to get here, I was reading them, not bouncing between lanes while reading them. Yeah, no, you had your your car, you had the Toyota Tacoma on autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Fowler said, "If you punch yourself and it hurts, does that make you strong or weak?" Oof. Uh, he uh, he has the knack to ask questions that are unanswerable. Scott was here for the camera too. Thanks, Scott. Forgot about that. 
If you punch mm-hmm. yourself and it hurts, does that make you strong? Because wasn't or he weak? asked last week if soup was a cereal? Soup, soup, or something? A cereal was soup. Yeah, again, an unanswerable <laughs> question. If you punch yourself and it hurts, does that make you strong or weak? I'm gonna go with. Well, if you punch yourself in the face and your fist hurts more than your face, you're weak. If you punch yourself in the face and your face hurts more than your fist, you're tough. But I feel like if it hurts, you got to be strong because your body like is quite literally wired to like not be able to hurt yourself. Like you can't bite your tongue off. So if you bite your tongue off, then like, well, you're broken and you're strong. So there you um, go. I don't know. I feel like if you punch yourself in the balls, there's a lot of pain receptors there. Oh, it's going to hurt no matter what. But, you, but that's. You know. Yeah, but like you're not going to punch yourself nearly as hard in the balls no matter what your brain wants to do as you would somebody else i've <laughs> accidentally true. punched myself in the balls and it really hurts That's but true. you're definitely right like we can't physically just i don't know i've, I've seen yeah. jackass they do some pretty egregious shit to themselves i don't know i feel Drugs. like you're yeah <laughs> yeah um hmm. i'll go with uh, go strong. strong yeah, yeah. I agree. strong Matt Seen asked, what's the most sketchy thing you've got behind the wheel of, racing-related or not, just plain old shitbox death Car trial. Wars at Beatridge. Yeah. I will never, well, <laughs> of course I'll never do it again because it's not a thing, but holy fuck, I did it one time. It was the Rocker Derby, whatever mm. that means. Yep. Um, what, <laughs> yep. They basically put a big old tractor tire in turn four yep. and a big old tractor tire in turn one. And said it's a figure eight race. I'm like, that ain't a figure eight. That's Fuck a you. fucking high speed lane swap in the flag stand, <laughs> is what it was. And I'm like, this was it was just chaos from the drop of the green. I'm like eight. I'm like eighteen or nineteen years old. Definitely gassed beers in the backseat of my sister's car the whole way to fucking car wars. I'm now ripping this thing, and it like I go. There was one time I went into turn one, but had to turn right up around the tire. And I look over my shoulder, and there's a dude coming the wrong way, wide open. And I just gas the thing up, spin it into the dirt, just miss that guy. Holy fuck, that was close. Get back going. Me and another dude are coming down the front stretch, going the opposite direction, and we both zig and we both zag. And I'm like, I'm dead. I am going <laughs> to land in this guy's car because we're going to hit head on. Luckily, at the last minute, I swerved. We broke each other's driver's side mirrors off. And this is now lap two. I'm like, holy fuck, we got <laughs> ten more of this. Inevitably, Josh Hodgson's dad. Um, Teletubbies. Him and some dude hit head on, like wide <laughs> open, and they threw the red. And I'm like, oh my God, this fucking guy. Somebody's dead. And so they, they get them guys off the racetrack. They were okay. And Dave Sturgis, the flag man, he leans in the window. He's like, y'all set, Bobby? I'm like, yeah, he's good. You're the leader. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I don't want to no, be. I'm not. <laughs> so we're, we're ripping around. And luckily at this point, three quarters of the field has been eliminated. But I'm making one last turn. I, I got to go down into the four turn and turn left around the tire. And there's a Jeep like Cherokee or Laredo or something in front of me. And I'm like, that's Car Wars. Let's put on a show. I give this guy a shot in the left rear. The thing immediately bikes up on two wheels and it goes roof first into the front stretch wall. Oh, like, oh, oh, no. The one time I try to hit somebody just to add to the show, I think I just killed a man. <laughs> so I take the checkered flag. I win the race or whatever. I fucking buzz back around. I'm like, I got to go find this guy. And like, they just go straight into autograph session. Apologize to his family. While, yeah. they're, while there's just cars steaming, debris everywhere, they're just like, okay, open the gates for the kids to run out on the racetrack. So they're like, this guy's like climbing out of the car through the windshield that shattered and i'm like dude i am so sorry i didn't mean to do this ah, i was fucking awesome man it was so much fun Woo! he's jumping up and down on the roof and i'm like these people are 
unhinged. The, yeah. guy, the guy had no idea that that was a race that you actually had to win. It wasn't off crowd cheer. <laughs> no. yeah. the, day of Destruction and Car Wars, not only the like, drivers, but the fans are a completely different fucking breed. The harder you bash your face off the concrete, the harder you get off, apparently. And I'm like, this is just <laughs> not for me. My mother was pissed. She's like, I can't fucking believe you would do that. I'm like, that's why I didn't tell you we were doing that. Like, Something me and Nick Cusack schemed up during the day. I thought it would be a good idea. And I got out and I said, I will never ever do anything like that again i've never been so scared behind the wheel of anything in my life <laughs> my mine is pretty similar to that it was also car wars but my father had a it was like a 98 fucking gmc 1500 pickup truck piece of shit well he finally gets a new truck the red one that he had and he it was beautiful truck with leather seats he's all proud of it I was like, well, Dad, what are you doing with the old truck? He's like, ah, it's a piece of shit. I'm just going to junk it. I was like, no, no, no. Let me let me go fuck it up first. And I have it for it. one day. Yeah. So I literally I spray painted Sergeant Slaughter on the side of it. And I also did the Rocker Derby. But in my circumstance, they took a fucking like, uh, like a fire department hose and sprayed the track down and soaked the track. Now, me also racing sports series at the time, I'm like, we cancel races for putting water on the, and you're do, you're doing this on purpose. And then we went the wrong way. We were turning right <laughs> and they also put tractor tires all over the fucking race. Yeah, you, 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 you couldn't, you couldn't do a clean lap. You had to fucking go maneuver around this shit. And the, people that know Beatridge, when you come off a of turn two going the correct way, the backstretch wall comes up pretty fucking quick. Well, now that you're sitting on the side that like is the wall side, you're like, Oh, coming yeah, and off. you're headed off a three into the opening. Yeah, yeah, it, it's fucking. It, it got my attention for sure. I beat the ever loving piss out of that truck, though. Like I hit somebody so hard it fucking blew the back window out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and uh, and then we like at, at one point, at one point we did the the ramp fucking deal on the front stretch too. So there. <laughs> I'm like, think, I'm like trying to do like math in my head, like, all right, if I go at like sixty that was nine the miles best, an hour, like, the like, best spectator event. Ever, oh my though. god! They would put yeah. this ramp out there, and you had to hit it with two wheels. And the idea was, whoever could go on two wheels the longest would win. You whoever got the biggest crowd, but that didn't stop people from just hitting that bitch at a hundred miles oh, an hour yeah. with all four wheels. <laughs> so the best, the best part, the best part about this this whole situation, there was no in my growing up, no better way to spend five dollars. It was like five dollar footlongs in Car Wars at Beechridge. Oh. Friday nights, you'd go there and fucking the re- the ramp that they're talking about, like. The idea, like Bobby said, longest like longest person to make it on two wheels, whatever. Mm-mm, no, it ended up being whoever won was based off crowd reaction. Yeah, so cartwheeled it, the would, most it, it, it literally. I remember seeing I, they allowed someone to do it once, and I don't know that they allowed to do them do it again. But basically, some dude like whistled it down off a of three and four That's and what came I was just about behind to say. the trees, whistled the thing up onto the racetrack. Already, already had air. Landed on the track, hit the jump, fucking flipped the thing into the tires in turn one. <laughs> this might have literally been the one that I was in because Probably. I was just about to say, like, I'm sitting there doing fucking math. Like, all right, I have to hit this at like 69 miles an hour at like a 32 degree <laughs> angle. And like, maybe I could get it to the line. Cut on the two wheel wheels. 14 degrees. Yeah. Here comes and some whistle the, dick in a Volvo. It was probably <laughs> Pikachu. No, then the yeah. dildo in front of, I think it was Iron Maiden, which yeah. I think is also Scott Fowler. <laughs> 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 but it's the, it's this it's this big fucking. He's definitely someone who gets off the harder he hits the wall. It, it's, it's this shit box in front of me, and I'm doing this math, and all of a sudden it like takes a hard right, 
And I'm like, where are you going? And he <laughs> headed goes there. down to Andy's office, He's fucking the bangs a Yui, <laughs> and fucking, <laughs> and fucking, like, gets aired next to me onto the racetrack. Hasn't even hit the fucking ramp yet. And I swear, had to have pulled 10 Gs for how many times that fucking thing flipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Fuck. I don't know that I've been behind the wheel of many death traps. Easily the only one is the Thursday Thunder truck. But Car Wars was just such a fucking treat to watch. That had to have been top oh, like God. five oh. dumbest things I've ever done. <laughs> I remember too the the Rocker Derby. Like I nosed it up against the wall afterwards too, and I just I just fucking melted the rear tires off it down to like just rims, and I'm throwing sparks everywhere, like digging the rims into the racetrack, where they finally get it all done. And fucking somebody's poking their head in the window like you stop fuck you're tearing up my racetrack I look, it's Andy Cusack <laughs> yelling at me I take my helmet off and he was fucking bullshit that I was driving in that <laughs> I was just like, about to add I had forgotten one part of my story so that race that I I ended I win it, it paid like 200 bucks so the next Saturday the very next night I'm in my trailer and in comes Andy with yeah. a with a trophy <laughs> and an envelope <clears throat> he's like Bobby and he won't give it to me. He's just holding it out. Like, and I reach for it, he pulls it back. <laughs> he's like, um, when I came up with the concept of Car Wars, um, I really didn't think I'd have to tell my drivers who compete in my top class, being the Pro Series, that that this isn't for them. What the fuck were you doing out there last <laughs> night? Like, I don't know, Andy. Like, me and Nicholas thought it'd be funny. He's like, yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious if you got hurt and then wasn't here to race tonight. Don't ever do that again. I'm like... Did he give you the trophy? And the money. Yeah. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Well, that, 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 that was the, the last part of it, too, is that the week later, um, I get a check in the mail, and I I didn't, I, I don't think we raced that Saturday, so I got a check in the mail. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm looking down. It's 50 bucks from Beatridge. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm looking at the memo. It's like three fucking CWRD. I'm like, no shit. I got third in the Rocker Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Next question here uh, from Kristen Wilson-Smith said, uh, what kind of baked goods or snacky snacks do you want me to make for 250 weekend? Uh, I'm not going to uh, be picky. Jello shots. Because they're literally all delicious. No, but it, the, the birthday cake was pretty good. The oh, birthday, my God. The birthday cake. The peanut butter fudge brownies. Oh, no, I'm out on that. No. Oh, good. I'll leave <laughs> that. The, the birthday cake and the, uh, oh, fuck, with the Mississippi pot roast. You did who to what? <laughs> it's this it's this pot roast rig that she makes with like You're ranch seasoning to... and like pepperoncinis and such. Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds pretty good. It's sounds fucking pretty, pretty all right. Yeah, I thought we were talking about like banging cousins or something. No, 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 no. no. It's, we're from Maine, but not that part. Fuck, this is roll tide. Well, I guess it will be at Oxford. So. Pot who? But... <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever Charlie just said, um, and uh, I don't know. I just. I love most of the shit. Be oh, sure I want, cor- I want corn, corn bread. flavor cake. Cornbread, just cornbread. No, it's not cornbread. No, it's corn flavor cake. I want cake. cornbread. <laughs> I'm calling it cornbread. I know Smitty loves it. Um, <laughs> the yeah. only reason he would eat is because she said it was made from cake mix and it was corn flavored cake. Because <laughs> he doesn't like cornbread. <laughs> uh, Woody Pickett said, "When Bubba Wallace wins Daytona, how far do you think he will go in the chain?" In the chase, ch- uh, uh, he said chase, but he spelt it with a C, so the second C, probably um, second or third round. I don't consider him a championship contender, but all the Toyotas have speed, so I guess you never really know. I I, I love how I, he said running, and he's been running pretty well lately. I, I love so. how he said when he wins Daytona because part of the party when when we were doing the race pool, um, or right after at least, uh, Junior was like, "Bubba's gonna win this race, like he's gonna win a race." Marcus is like, "No, he's fucking not," and and 
I think Mike was like, like how much do you want to bet? And it was it ended up being like twenty dollars on Bubba to win a race before the the chase. So we were all in the uh, we were all in the pool, and Bubba was running second. He had just got by whoever the fuck was in third. I got, or ended up being in third, I guess. And so Marcus is right next to me. We're we're drinking and watching this this shit. And Bubba's four seconds back, but he's kind of picking away at it. So we're just all hyping it up, like let's go, Bubba! Like come on, Bubba! Um, kind of cheering along with Junior there, but. Um, yeah, obviously ended up finishing second, but I, I actually do think that he has a really good chance of winning Daytona. Well, I even, I even said it in the, the gaggle chat there. I said it when they finally fucking figure this out, like I'm going to take my pants off. Like I'm, I'm going to be genuinely excited, but in terms of championship contention, I think he's too much of a head case still to figure out how to string a whole run of 10 races together. Yeah, I don't, well. I mean, I don't know. That you could say that now because I think he has like three, or no, he has. I think he might have four top. But but five under the pressure finishes. of the the chair or whatever the well, yeah. playoffs, you add I pressure don't know under that, pressure. Yeah, and I don't know that he could do it. Creates diamonds. Yeah. So he's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's gonna win the championship. Um, let's see. <laughs> can, can we ask this one? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Woody, well, he didn't tell me not to. So, uh, if you could have a five-minute brawl w- one-on-one with anyone in the world, who would that human be? Mine would be Daniel Wesson. <laughs> well, Stephen Kotchick <laughs> took care of that for you, Woody, so you don't have to. Um, one person, probably Joey Logano. <laughs> I just want to punch him in his Adam's apple. <laughs> like that would hurt. Probably break my knuckle. <laughs> Whoever put the sheet metal screw in my fucking swordfish the other night. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to fight anybody because I'm a lover. Yeah, I'm more of a lover. Maha. I'm more of a lover. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who I literally watched fucking crush his drink over somebody's head at Atlantic <laughs> and then, City. And then watched all you guys And then fight. watched me fight the guy. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah, see, I had to go with Joy Logano because I'm also a lover. Uh, My lawyer advised me to say that. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, but Alex... <laughs> Alec, things that make sense. That. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Fern said, uh, go to attack or defense move in a brawl on the racetrack. <laughs> Mine is for sure, uh, plant your feet and don't move out of the way. Yeah, definitely got to take it. If a guy's running at you, take a charge. <laughs> do, you, do you realize, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know if Dan's a loyal listener. Probably um, not. Uh, if, if there was just a little... Uh, I don't know, d- like duck and dive, stutter step, dodge, dodge. Steven would have ended up in the turn two wall. Yeah, if he'd have juked him, <laughs> if he'd have juked him, like that would have been would have shook him out of his shoes. But yeah, he uh, he just stood there and tried to take charge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he drops the offensive foul. Uh, my, oh mine, my god, my favorite one. Uh, that perk, was the best thing I've ever seen. Perks of being five foot eight. Uh, if people swing, all I got to do is like the turtle thing, and then they miss usually, and then they're already all crossed up, and then I just have a free lane to their fucking mouth hole. You went like full hockey fight, like tried to rip the helmet off, like which that is the move. Like, oh, just... with uh, Adam, you yeah. mean? Yeah, no, yeah. If there's something to grab onto and pull it over your head, like that's happening. Yeah, yeah. that's straight out of the NHL. Yeah, it's very Sidney Crosby of you. Yeah, every fight ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely just going to easy to hit them in the face when they don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, true. I, I was just thinking back to like when we fucking had that Donnie Brook in the old port with the oh the, with uh, the, the Hawaiian fellow yeah the fucking, Tito or the rock yeah. <laughs> yeah he fucking swung at me and I just said a turtle and fucking sucked my head into my shoulders and he missed and he was all crossed up I was like bam I was like oh fuck I shouldn't have done that that motherfucker is way bigger than me can you imagine though like I feel like like 
Friday night, like Dan was like me when I play Madden and I try to return like a punt. I just have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But the, usually, like uh, right before the point of contact, I do throw a spin move in there. You hit circle. Yeah, I just yeah, <laughs> that's all I know how to do. I'm like, oh, this works. Sometimes I look like an absolute doofus, like backing into doofus, the guy. Doofus, good word. Great oh, word, great actually. Um, buffoon, also. Buffoon, yeah, yeah. That's dingus. Well, that's well played, Dane. <laughs> dingus. Yeah. That's a callback to the other question there. Yeah, two questions yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, just uh, oh, I mean, Kovic just killed him. Just. What a tackle. I've never been in preseason a, football. I've never been in a fight at the racetrack, so I don't know what my go-to move be, would be, but I can definitely tell you that had I got to chase Locke's car last year, I was going to rip the plug wires off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, just... can't finish the race with the plug wires in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like Alex would actually appreciate that answer. I, th- I think it's she's, she's the kind of human. In a full body car, you reach in and grab the wires that go into their MSD box. <laughs> I had that move planned out just, just in don't, case I ever needed don't it. Don't grab a hold of the MSD box, though. <laughs> Whatever. Just uh, the yeah. wires. Just, yeah. When you break the wires, it will stop running. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? I, I, I don't know why, but in my notes, I, I just have Can you imagine when we all have kids? My future kid is for sure going to come out being the next John Daly. <laughs> Hopefully, Can you imagine cool. he comes out with a dart. Well, and if he has a dart, he Just had to rip be on a dart. He had to be fucking drunk because I I only drunk dart. Got any weapons? I got a couple of weapons. I have a I have uh, I have a weapon for sure. Uh, my weapon is JF Dumoulin. Oh, that, was, that was my first. One. <laughs> the O four in the fucking Pinty series. I mean, I don't know what whistle dick was behind him, but got into the back of Antoine Mark Antoine Camerand. Lit- could be. Uh, no, it was. I did a lot of research <laughs> on this. Matt Gaines sent me the video this morning, and what I'm like, hockey skates get stuck in the brake. Well, it is, yeah. it is the Pinty series, yeah. eh? Next time yeah. you find yourself punting me out of the way, you go around, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't know you did extensive research there. <laughs> yeah, I like got all in on this because like I want to have my shit straight on this because Matt Gaines sent me this video this morning, and I'm like, way to go, that dude by wrecking the wrong dude. What? It, what? Not he's, like, he's like, oh, I think it was his brother. It and was. Like, now I need to, to know. Make, Apparently, to make I have it, not seen this. To make it so much worse, it was his brother. So this guy, he's leading the race. The zero four there gets the zero. Just a the little, zero four is JF Dumoulin. Yes. dude, buddy. A little bit of a like a knock. <laughs> hey, from, buddy. A little bit of the a knock from the dude that Bobby just named Mark which, Antoine Cameron. I, I that buddy, dude. dude. Hey, other buddy. <laughs> that does. There's no way that that dude wasn't front he, and center. He's the, the number nine revolution. Try be the announcer for that fucking race, Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Hey, oh. They're going into the tournament. <laughs> That's what I assume. They do the our nas- left, and then they do our right. That's what I assume the Pinty series sounds like. Well, that thing is that thing stuck to the racetrack like there's syrup underneath yeah. there. It's stomping Tom Connors. <laughs> oh, good old hockey game is the best game you can play. <laughs> Name play, whatever the fuck he says. So. J.F. Dumoulin. I think his, his name's like fucking like LP or some yep, shit. LP Dumoulin. Yeah, so it, it, he gets like knocked No names the... in that family, just letters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it stand for? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Long penis. <laughs> no, that's not, not it. that. So he got he gets hit, the leader, J, LF, whatever. JFK. JF gets punted by Mark Antoine. Yeah, yeah. WB Mason is leading. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by FW Webb. <laughs> FW Webb gets into WB Mason a little bit, just ever so slightly, and then he they just, had to, but not before swerving to miss a moose. <laughs> yeah, so and it looked like he was trying to swerve to miss a moose because he just clears himself high across Meanwhile, WB Mason. LL cool, cool J rounds out your top five. Yeah, so 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 
FW Webb. Well, no. So Mark Mark Antoine Cameron. He did he did punt back. He did punt JF going through. I think it was a right hander. It was a street course race. Uh, Circuit day, Rivieres, Tross, Suave, Toronto, something or other. Sorry, could be <laughs> a lot of S's and, and little things above letters and dashes. Yeah. So he, he punts him. And like Brad started to say before we just went completely <laughs> off the rails, JF just hangs a fucking left around the right-hander and hooks himself into the fence, never fucking lifts, just keeps that thing fucking clamped, goes across the racetrack, and cleans his brother the fuck out for the lead. Yeah. Destroys <laughs> his brother going into another right-hander. Who was running third, and so the guy that just got into him just sneaked off. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to scoop by yeah, well, there. They, they got playing <laughs> fuck-fuck through the right-hander. His brother you know, went three wide below them on the right-hand side and took the lead. And J.F. Dumoulin, jumble fuck, keeps coming. Like, it bounces the thing off the fence. It's racked. T- debris flying off it, and he just stands on the gas pedal, turns right, and destroys his brother for no reason. <laughs> Full-on iRacing rage accident right there. This was all in the was, last lap. It was phenomenal, and FWF was just like, oh, I'm just going to sneak by you there. The best Sorry. part about all this is Mark Antoine Cameron causes all of this chaos and destruction and uh, awkward Boxing Day celebration. I assume that's what Canadians celebrate, right? It's Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, Boxing Day dinner is going to be very upset at the Dumoulin household. Boxing Day. Oh, I don't know. It's just a Canadian. Wait, holiday. They just celebrate. They just celebrate some it's good. The only box. Canadian holiday. They, but they just get cardboard. I love. Going I love no, no. Love they just box. they just celebrate a good box. Oh, yeah. They just have a ceremony. Mark Antoine like yes. didn't even win the fucking race. Cleans these two out for the lead on the very last lap. The caution comes out. They do a green white checkered, and somebody else won. I don't know who. <laughs> But it wasn't that guy. <laughs> just, just that Charlie is just full on over here, like that kid in his school picture. <laughs> Thumbs up. I did. Find, I did remember that Andrew Ranger finished second driving a Rick Ware racing car. Wow. What? Good for Rick Ware. Man. They went down to the the. They did the, Canada. The, they, they went they down went, to the double A and yeah, they. Yeah, Andrew Ranger is like pretty fucking good. He's not good enough to race an American NASCAR, but he's really good at Canadian NASCARs. Eh? I didn't realize Rick Ware went Canadian. Oh, he's got Indy cars. He's probably got dude what? buggies. Yeah, you know, yeah. Rick Ware has Indy cars. Are they also fucking three seconds off the pace? No, no they're actually pretty no. decent. Like, no. They're not like they don't win, but they're not the worst. No. Speaking of Indy cars, you see that fucking death trap of a Nashville fucking circuit that they made? I watched that race a year ago. It's pretty badass. <laughs> That, th- that like, track they, they is race fucking over a, nuts. They race over a bridge? Yeah. And it, it's all like the shot is wild too, where they have to like do the Yui and they like just cars are zinging past each other like head on and different. Uh, fucking, it's kind of nuts actually. So, my, <sighs> my other weapon I had, um, I just thought it was kind of funny. I know we have some listeners in Michigan somehow. Yes. Um, so, I, I felt it was a little bit relatable to our, to our Michigan pals. Um, Free Beer and Hot Wings, they're based out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I listen to their show every day. Um, they started off their show this morning by one of the co-hosts, Hot Wings, um, brought his son and some of his son's friends to Berlin over the weekend for his son's birthday party. For the NASCAR? Yep, for at Berlin. Um, I don't know if there was a big race or just a regular race or whatever, but it was... the. I feel like the weather in Michigan is very similar to Maine. Um, it was also 1,000 degrees, and Berlin has aluminum bleachers, so they were basically baking, and uh, Hot Wings says that there was a guy who was entirely too fat and entirely too old to have been throwing up all over the bleachers on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but he was. 
Good and, for uh, that guy. Just he, thought it was hilarious. So shout out to the party. Shout out to the uh, I have just Berlin fat puke dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine that when it's that hot out, just fucking sitting in the bleachers, gassing probably oh. twenty four ounce Bud. You mean literally any Loudon race ever? Well, yeah. usually <laughs> I don't throw up all over myself. Fucking, well. I haven't blown a motor that bad in a real long time. I'm so, I'm absolutely shocked that I didn't blow a motor this weekend. I had I had I brought the same exact car to the to the track <laughs> on sunday you're about to for a rebuild say, yeah. starting to chip on that <laughs> yeah yeah no i brought i brought the the the, the one in, in the trailer the the backup car was primed and ready to go we we fully expected to use it we were going to lay it all out on the line and qualifying <laughs> so it, it was so bad that th- this is how much of a fucking booze bag i was on sunday we walk across to the liquor store i barely know her <laughs> um and we get a bunch of shit we start walking across well i wanted a, i wanted pineapple high noons they had four packs they did not have pineapple so i'm like fuck like i'll get i want two pineapple, four packs apple pet i'm gonna get two i'm gonna get <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get two four-packs, and then I look over in the cooler. Well, they got fucking, they got a pounder, a high noon pounder. I can't stress enough. I didn't know those existed. That the walk, the walk from the liquor store to Junior's house is as long as this basement, 50 feet. Like, it's very short. You go down a little small hill, cross the fucking street, you're at the house. So it's like, okay, you know? Don't need one for the road, but I was like, I'm going to grab one for the road. I walk into the parking lot. We're like figuring out the ice situation. I'm just drinking a pounder on the way to the party. It's 1030 in the morning. So um, just as one does, just just two footed the gas and just never got off of it. Um, Yeah. Last thing I remember last night. I mean, I don't I don't I never really blacked out, but um, did you brown out? It wasn't really a brown out either. I think I remember pretty much everything. But um, we were (laughs) we were playing fucking beer pong fucking marcus just goes john wilkes booth never missed the shot and fucking <laughs> shit <laughs> throws it nails it i'm like what the fuck <laughs> so yeah that was uh, that was a line that's of the fucking fucked party. up <laughs> well that's it's, pretty fucking funny but too soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think the, like the stadia yeah. living <laughs> well, well i don't know i did see that fucking hamlet was playing at the drive-in down the road but they almost said that <clears throat> Yeah, oh, so <laughs> that was weapons and uh, oh boy, this has been a fucking great show. Yeah, yeah, this has yeah. been an action-packed show. We really brought the juice on this one. I'm glad. I'm glad to see that that happened because I I had a four-hour commute to work this morning. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, I have in my notes that uh, we'll be sponsoring lap 69 of the Oxford 250. Nice. Um, we'll also be sponsoring Dan Eugene Photography at the Oxford 250. So uh, we're getting Dan up for the uh, the events this this year again. So excited for that. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of memories were made last year. A lot, Dan captured pretty much all of them. He was basically our personal photographer, and essentially we're gonna try to run that back. So um, this year we're sponsoring him and his his whole album. So he's gonna get some good pictures of uh, pretty much all the happenings up that way, and uh, we're glad to be a part of it. So uh, a little cool cool deal what he's doing there. I don't know if anyone's seen, but uh, I believe. Luke Hinckley or Hinckley's companies or whatever, whatever that thing is. He, uh, I don't know the name. I apologize. I know that they listen, but, um, they, on, on all of his pictures, he put their ad down below. So nice. that'll be cool to have yeah, BFP Dan on has there. a Patreon account. So, uh, <clears throat> subscribe to that. Get, get access to all of his photos. His work. Daniel Eugene photography. Yep. Um, yep. there was a NASCAR race. There was there a was. NASCAR race. But, but we was, got, one. was there a pooper? There was. <laughs> The official Puskas Pooper review, uh, straight from Chris Puskas himself. This is the engine tuner for the number two cup car for Austin Sindrick. 
Uh, also, the brother-in-law to one of my college roommates. Puskas Pooper Review, Michigan. Now, Michigan, I feel like, seems like a nice facility, right? So w- would you see- think that this would be good or bad? I bet this is bad. Um, <clears throat> I'll just go bad because Austin Central had a pretty piss poor day. So Puskas Pooper Review, Michigan, 4.3 out of 10. I feel like he poops before the race, though. So, uh, so Cindric's performance um, doesn't reflect the poop. Austin Cindric is a robot that does not poop. I don't no, know. I'm he just saying, have, like, if he might have trickled a little bit of a little bit of brown oh, stuff when out. he when fucking he, passed away during the race. <laughs> yeah, <that was> such <laughs> a hard <laughs> fucking yeah. crash. So fucking oh my hard. god! I which sure hope even, Austin's okay. Which is even more tough. Bleep than those fucking cars <laughs> are made out of Legos like that. Holy yeah. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And Scott with one T Fowler was sitting in the living room watching that happen. And he's like, "Oh my god! He <laughs> just fucking died." <laughs> Oh uh, fuck! Uh, Four point three out of ten. Yeah, decent, not good. decent amount of room. An open window for a nice breeze in the early morning. Pooping with friends. He <laughs> 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 must have got an install. Yeah, always got to fucking poop with friends at a NASCAR <laughs> facility. I'm used to loud, and the locks don't work on half the doors. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, didn't see it. Her. Oh fuck! Uh, an open window for a nice breeze in the early morning, which may suck when it gets hotter around midday. Epoxy floors show that they have tried a little bit too f- <laughs> tried a little bit too fancy it up in here. <laughs> I think they did that just because it's easier to mop shit up off of. (laughs) Single-ply toilet paper that's almost like using nothing at all, which is the the downfall of this shitter. That's how you get in touch with yourself. (laughs) Uh, Nothing breathtaking about this one, but an okay place to unload a brown snake. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Beats a portage on any day, but I had hope for better. Oh fuck! Oh, Those are man. electric every time. <laughs> Just a bad day all around oh, for the two man. crew. Oh jeez, uh, fucking a uh, tough pooper and an even tougher <laughs> hit to the fucking wall. It tightened up his pooper. Oh my god! Oh jeez, that car. He has a hemorrhoid this morning. That's so for sure. fucking hard. Oh my like, god, yeah. Like, just dead. Uh, I got a couple more things before we get to picks, because oh. my driver was in- included in that. But uh, actually, I mean, we can get to picks right now. These are Where are we going? Uh, Richmond. Well, last week, so Brad finally, for the first time all season, Brad lost. Fuck he yeah. Finished third. Um, we hit Kyle Busch. Charlie looked like he was doing real well with Christopher Bell until yeah. Christopher Bell just hung a right. Um, and you can't really hang rights when you're supposed to go left and uh, put himself in the fence. That was right about the time I stopped watching the race because all I cared about was that Martin Truex beat the YouTube buffoons and uh, he finished sixth. So Richmond. So Brad gets to go first. Kevin Harvick picking up the win, punching his ticket to the playoffs, and ending a 65, 65. race winless streak. Almost two years without a win. And when I was looking up um, who to pick <clears throat> last week, Kevin Harvick has the best average for active drivers at Michigan. So wouldn't have been a bad pick to use the old four car last week in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was... I was bummed because the Toyotas were obviously the fastest cars all day. But so this is how how fucking smart Mike Senior is, right? We're all standing around. We just did our pool, picked three three drivers, whatever. And uh, everyone that went to go pick is like, I want a Toyota driver. I want a Toyota driver. Um, and only six of them in the field, and all six of them were fast. Yeah, and including Ty Gibbs. Yes. So so that uh, obviously that, that's what everyone wants. We get up. We everyone's bummed out when they didn't get a Toyota driver, essentially, and then. 
Senior just goes, well, I, I think that the Toyotas are going to be fast to fire off, but I think the Fords are going to end up being real strong at the end of the day, which was exactly what happened. And uh, I it. didn't I didn't see that coming. I really was uh, anticipating, obviously, a good day for uh, – for Kyle Busch, which he uh, it, it came across the ticker during the rain delay that he had, uh, um, I, I guess, I think that he had f- finished in the top five, like three or four out of the last five or six races. I don't know. Um, felt pretty good about it. But obviously that uh, that was uh, just a, a bad day at the racetrack. So, um, shit. I do not fucking know who... At least I sent you the list ahead of time, so you can't blame me this week. Well, I'm not used to picking first, but well, that a, too. This is the first time this has happened uh, all year. Humble so. brag. Um, fuck. I feel like Richmond. I don't know. I feel like the race is gonna stink because the last Richmond race stunk. Yeah, Richmond is just a fucking absolutely terrible racetrack, in my opinion. I I don't know what the fuck is the problem with it, but I just I absolutely fucking hate. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, you know, I'll throw a fucking hail mary out there, and I'll take Austin Dillon. Ick. Well, I just went through the last. F- he has not finished outside the top eleven in the last five races, so that's not terrible, then. <clears throat> so yeah, I feel good with uh, wasting a pick since I just used one of my high rollers, and he didn't fucking pan out. Uh, oh, I'm up, aren't I? Yes, sir. Um. How many races are left? 10, 13, I think. 13. I've already used them once. See, like, that's that weird point of, like, do you use, like, a high, like, a like a top-tier driver for the second time, or do you wait? I did, and I won last week, so. All right, well, that's fair. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Certainly you've got to be one of the favorites. He's very good at Richmond. <clears throat> he, uh... I'm going to go with the winner of this race from last year, Alex Bowman. Get that out of the way. He's been struggling, but maybe look to rebound. He's a good short track driver. It was either him or Daniel Suarez, so if Daniel Suarez wins this race, uh, just know I'm going to be a little upset. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, so I don't know what we have going on this week. I don't know we have go-karts on Friday, but uh looks like Lee USA Speedway has a uh, doing the DeCourcy Memorial Twin 47s for their their. Uh, pure stock, pure stocks, and uh, six shooters. Sorry, um, they uh, they have a whole bunch of racing going on Friday night, seven o'clock green flag. They got uh, uh NHSTRA four cylinder enduro, any dwarf car series, star senior tour auto racers. Like I said, pure stock, six shooters, ridge runners, the black flag podcast, ridge runners. That is, uh, they got and they got NEMA there as well. So, uh, yep, race starts at seven. That's going to be one to check out for sure. We uh, Unfortunately, we do have go-karts, so tough. Uh, tough. We won't be able to make that one. But um, I also saw that they added uh, fireworks to their, their race on uh, September 11th, so looking forward to that one. They're doing their big Freedom 300 again, so hopefully everyone's able to make it out for that one. Special Sunday show. Definitely uh, one that I have marked on the calendar. It's uh, going to be tough, I think. Ah, yeah. Really wanted to make the trek to Waterford, but I think that uh, I, uh, I'm going to reserve that one for the finale at the end of the year. And well, uh, good news, Waterford's the 10th that weekend. I know, but it's just it's also four hours away. You can literally ride with me. 
You're out so of excuses, that's, uh, aren't that's, you? <laughs> uh, that's, that's going to be a good event, 9-11, uh, to end up uh, at, uh, at Lee USA Speedway on a Sunday, pack the bar uh, right after we, uh, we, uh, go to, we go to Waterford. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, And uh, then, yeah, the uh, Racers Honoring Racers race uh, presented by the racing guys at Claremont on Friday for 15000 to win. They, uh, that's also an event that's going on in Tutor the state of New Hampshire. type modifieds. Yeah, so Great that States be. there as well. Yep, I believe so. I think they have a pretty big payout, $7,500 to win or something like that. So should get a couple extra cars out there and uh, should be a pretty good show. Like Brad said, we're at Bartlett on Friday. I'm at Star Speedway on Saturday. we got two points races left. This weekend is uh, Cantina Mexican Restaurant Night maybe. I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. There's a Mexican restaurant sponsoring it. It's so Well, that uh, makes sense. Got a whole slew of divisions. I think every division's running this Friday. It's uh, Cinco's Cantina Night at Star Speedway. Perfect. Got the slingshots, pure stocks, 350 super modifieds, two to go show, six shooters, late models, and the Star Troopers. So a pretty packed show. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so Pro All-Star Series for 150 at Oxford Saturday night, I believe. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I'll be slinging beers with Meg, uh, the cooks in that's liked up that way. So looking forward to that. Pro All-Star Series, uh, last race at Oxford before the 250. So should have a metric fuck ton of cars. Yeah. Uh, so Friday, Bartlett, obviously. Saturday, uh, not official yet, but uh, very high potential. I'll be at Oxford not working on a car, not slinging beers, and also not watching. That's all I can really say. But um, Well, if you go up to Oxford to do anything and you're not watching, that sounds like a bad time. Well, I'll be watching, but from somewhere cool. Uh, Sunday, I don't know yet. We'll see. I don't know. I got a lot of work to do to get ready for that race in a few weeks here. So Sunday's looking real chill and not do anything. I'm pretty okay with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty wide open for the last couple weeks. I'm pretty pretty certain that I have nothing on the calendar for Sunday, and uh, we're gonna roll. We're gonna roll Sunday right into uh, the, the following weekend, um, where I have absolutely nothing on the calendar. <laughs> pretty, pretty Sunday, excited. August twenty first, the BFP <clears throat> pool banger. Pool banger, yeah, love that. Actually, no, I can't say that because I'm gonna end up the black flag pool. I'm gonna end up probably going to Thompson Party. on that Wednesday. I just I want to support Thompson as much as humanly possible. BFPPP, the black flag podcast pool party. BFPPP, big fucking penis, penis, penis. Nailed it. Nah, echo, not that. Echo, echo. <laughs> Episode one seventy nine. Big fucking penis, penis, penis. <laughs> it's definitely not that. Yeah, it's de- <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not that. Thanks for presenting the show, guys. We called it the big fucking penis, penis, penis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. The no, big, no the beat big, ups tonight? The big fu- fucking no. Puskis Pooper review. Spent too much money this weekend. Oh, that's an R. Fucking BFPPR? No, it's not that. that sounds either. like a terrible beer. That sounds like a terrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm... I'm. Uh, my stomach has been... Uh, I think upset with the fact that I drank from Friday until this morning. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so if I had a B dubs right now, I'd, I would have to. I'd leave a. There would be a B dubs pooper review on next week's show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much as smell an Asian zing and fucking speaking of zing. <laughs> and here's Ollie with the, poop, the pooper review. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> There's shit everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> Isn't that how that uh, went? Yes, that's exactly how that went. Are we done? I Probably. hope so. Right. Uh, this this laptop is absolutely on fire. My legs, like there was a time where your legs are sweating. sweating. Are mine now, Dude, this shit like hotter I, than donut oil. I, I thought for a, a minute that we might, if we ran longer than two hours, the laptop might die. Keep in mind, it was at a hundred percent when we started. So perfect. Uh, it's only at thirty five. We're good. We're good. Oh, so yeah. right about two hours. Probably so wrap it up. Seventy nine. 
79. John, John McKennedy. McKennedy. Uh, Max Zackham for a minute. Ah, oh, fuck. Who's the one at Stafford in the late models? Uh, Daryl Keene. Yep. Did, that one. Isn't one of the Modifords? Yeah, there's the Hillbilly cars. Woody drove it for a while. I think uh, <clears throat> James Savali drove it for a while. They raced down south quite a bit. 79. Smart to Bowman Gray. I'm I out. Woody's going to appreciate that I uh, pulled that one out because he always is the guy that on Tuesday morning messaged me a list of drivers that we forgot. That makes sense. We're pretty good at that. There's a yeah. 350 Super Mike Ketty on the Smack Series, number 79. 79. Oh, uh, Adam or Travis Lovejoy. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a 79 sometimes. Or Travis was a question mark. Or a, Travis a with a CH. CH, yeah. Fucking white dude's named Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that. Oh, uh, Keith McKinnon. Yep, yep, yep. Before he turned to five. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm also. I'm sure there's several more, and we're sorry yeah. if we forgot you. But and by sorry, we're not really that sorry. Yeah, we missed Emma. Well, Charlie's Monahan. not sorry. We missed Emma Monahan last week. And Mona Emmahan. The minute that I woke up, I was like, like listened back to it, like the first part of the show. I'm like, fuck. We all literally have our t-shirts. I do not. I do not. Really? What? Oh well, I do. <laughs> Charlie just spitting out egregious oh. lies. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was a fact. A re- I would have died on that hill. <laughs> egregious buffoonery. Tomfoolery. Another good word. Ooh, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery is a great word. Great TF. word. We should make like a word of the day segment. Yeah, yeah it's always, segments. but it's just always cunt. <laughs> <laughs> eleven out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> eleven doesn't even have beer. <laughs> doesn't even have beer. Snuck in nips. Bar eleven out of ten. That's a that's a joke for us. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. All right. We'll see you guys next. See you guys next. See week. you see next you, Tuesday. See you. See you guys next week. Literally, that's we'll cunt. see you next Tuesday. Yes. Cunt. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.